It's six o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire Hospital Trust put into special measures. Minor injuries for pilot in helicopter crash and MPs to debate Yarlswood. BBC Three Counties Radio. A hospital trust in Hertfordshire is being put into special measures after a critical report by the Care Quality Commission. West Hearts NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, was given an overall rating of inadequate. More from Carol Abercrombie. Following inspections, the trust, which serves around half a million people, has been found to be failing patients. In the emergency department at Watford, untrained staff were being used to assess patients. Facilities were in a poor state of repair and caused a potential risk, and resuscitation equipment wasn't always checked. Nursing staff numbers were also highlighted as a major risk. The pilot's escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crash near Tring yesterday afternoon. It happened as it took off at quarter to five in Aldbury. It's believed the helicopter came into contact with power lines and came down in a field behind Church Farm on Station Road. Some parts of the village were left without electricity. Voting closes in the Labour leadership contest at midday. The veteran left-winger Jeremy Corbyn is tipped to top the poll. The winner will be announced on Saturday. Here's Robin Brand. About 600,000 people have been able to take part, three times the number when Labour last chose a leader. Some of those have paid just £3 and joined up only last month. That new openness has led to fears of infiltration by supporters of other parties. It's also caused a major bureaucratic headache for Labour, which led to concerns in the final hours of the campaign about ballot papers that hadn't arrived. A Buckinghamshire policeman has been sacked for posting what the Thames Valley Police Force has described as numerous offensive and pornographic images on his personal Twitter accounts. PC James Ferguson, a patrol officer in High Wycombe, denied the charges at a misconduct hearing yesterday. The BBC understands the former television presenter and music industry figure Jonathan King has been arrested on suspicion of historical child sex offences. He's been questioned, along with two other men aged 77 and 86, from Walton-on-Thames in Surrey. A report is due to be debated in Parliament later which recommends detainees at immigration removal centres, such as Yarlswood in Bedfordshire, are held for a maximum of 28 days. The facility was criticised last month for conditions in which inmates are held. Here's Jessica Cooper. Only last month, inspectors said Yarlswood was a place of national concern after a scathing report revealed conditions had deteriorated. According to campaigners, up to 100 detainees staged a protest earlier this week at the facility's courtyard, with some staying out throughout the night. Conservative MP for Bedford and Kempston, Richard Fuller, sits on the parliamentary panel, which will today be looking at introducing a time limit on detention. In sport, Wickham have signed striker Gozi Ugwu until the end of the season. The 22-year-old is a free agent after leaving Yeovil in the summer. And in ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning beat Basingstoke 3-1 last night in their final challenge match before the start of the league season this weekend. The weather dry and sunny, patchy cloud at times, a maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Not Jonathan King as well. No, not another one. Oh, no, hang on. Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. It's, um, a... Uh, oh, it's Thursday today. House of Lords yesterday, Brighton today. What's the common theme? 
Day Trips. Day Trips. Call us with your day trip experience extravaganzas. 03459 455 555. Has to be day trips. Can't be, cannot be weekends away. We will not take calls about weekends. Um, that's the end of the talkie bit. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. And here's the beginning of the music bit. Every man has his techniques. And they're all different. They said you're not normal. Don't you sing R&B? I said I got no rhythm and I got no blues. I'm as happy as can be. They said, how can you not bop to hip-hop? I said, I most certainly do. Did you not see me dancing the other night? Like the girls on Channel U. That'll do me. Andy's on the line. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Ian. We, we've not really started the show properly yet. We're still kind of just trying to squeeze um, our, let's be honest, slightly bigger bodies than they were six months ago down into the rabbit hole. Right. So, do, I mean, what I'm, I'm not, listen, I'm not having a go at you. It's not, I mean, technically no. it's your fault, but do you want to do, do you have, what, okay, don't tell me what you're going to say, but is it important? Yes, very important. Do you, and does it have to happen now? Or can it happen yes. in, I don't know, 10, 10, 20 minutes when we're a bit more, you know, there's a vibe no. going? No, 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 it's got to happen now. Okay, do you need do you need dramatic music underneath you? Because I can do yes. that. 
I yeah, want dramatic yeah. music. Okay. What is it? Is it is it scary? What you're going to tell us? Because I've got some great scary. Yeah. I've got this. I've got this. Hang on. Here we go. Oh, here we go. Right. Okay. Hang on. Hang on. There we go. All right. Put some scary music. We're in. We're in the rabbit hole. And it's dark okay. today. We've got. We forgot. Forgot to bring our torches or for our American cousins, flashlights. They call them <laughs> flashlights. You idiots. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we've just dissed an entire continent. Okay, Andy. We're down the rabbit hole. It's dark. I'm holding on to Justin's hand, and uh, uh, it's very sweaty. What have you got for us, Andy? I was just after the success of the spot on yesterday's show. We've asked. Dave, that we oh. have a regular spot for him. Yeah. Oh, so it's a regular spot. Of yes. Ask Dave. Is, what, hang on a minute. <laughs> is, is that it? Is that, that what you called scary. up for? That would be very scary. Flipping it. The thing is, if we do that, we've then got to get into production values. Right, Kelly. Yes, Claire. You've got 15 seconds. Could you build a theme tune for, like, an Ask Dave, the best... Uh, thank you for the Daves. These are the Daves of our lives. Happy Daves, kind of. Could you build, like, a theme tune for us in, in the next 15 seconds? Yeah, um, I've just done it. Oh, blimey, she has. That was quick. Hang on a yeah, second. Yeah, really clever. Hang on, hang on a second. There we go. She's, she's been listening. Thank you for the Dave. Those endless days of sacred days you gave me Those were the days of my life Monday, happy days Days so, okay, yeah, fine, why not then? We've got a theme tune, it'd be, it'd be rude not to use it after all the effort that Kelly just put into it Yeah, I, I think she's done very well there Well, well, thanks well. so much for calling, Andy all right, thank you. You thank know what, though? There's a slight problem with Dave. Apart from the obvious. But he's a bit like, you know, um, Nanny McPhee. When you want him, he doesn't come along. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> when you That's don't, he's, he's there, he's can, all over it. Can yeah. we tell Justin the theory that... We, we explored several theories yeah. yesterday when you weren't in the studio. Mm. Okay. About Dave and you. Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, 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 no. Listen, my theory is. Listen to this. This is with my legal team. Before you start, by it's the fine. way. It's my fine. My theory yeah. is that Dave mm. is an older version of you. Absolute rubbish. And somehow, either you have time travelled back to yeah. warn him, yeah. or he's time travelled forwards mm. to warn you. But you're the same okay, person. Okay, okay, okay. It is my theory, right? You know when you add him over the compost? No, I did not have him over the compost or the coals. Again, right. that is with my legal team. Well, he says you straddled him. No, and I did not. I think that maybe in that moment, him being the older version of you, yeah. what's happened is he's managed, you've kind of, he's budding, right? He's got yeah. like, oh. an, there's an extra you coming out oh. of his shoulder and it's gone off somewhere and it's murderous. How dare you? And what you? he's trying to How do now you? is get in touch with you himself, his younger self, and stop it from happening. Have you seen the way that Dave dresses? Here's my theory. Oh, <laughs> shut up! He's your actual dad. No, he's not my dad. He's because your dad he has, and he's yourself. No, he has very poor taste in music. That's why he's Is not my he dad. Is he your son? Uh, no. You travel <laughs> back in time. Uh, no, no. Nothing to do with me. Okay. 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 He, 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 made to, he may want to associate himself with me. Okay. That's fair enough, but nothing to do with me. Okay, well, let's, 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 we'll, we'll discuss those theories more. If you've got a theory about Dave and Justin, 03459... <laughs> Four double five five double five. One two. Uh, well, a really interesting story actually. The West Hearts Hospital Trust has been placed into special measures following a damning report from the Care Quality Commission. Inspectors found that care at Watford, Hemel Hempstead, and St Albans hospitals were inadequate, and called for urgent improvement. Well, the trust currently serves more than half a million people. Well, Justin Dealey went to uh, 
Well, you went to a, a very bizarre news briefing called yeah. by hospital bosses yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell us, tell the boys and girls what you were telling us earlier on. Yeah, I mean, you, you'll hear the full interview later on. But basically, I was invited there yesterday at 10.30. Um, I wasn't told what the meeting was about. Uh, they said it was about a report but wouldn't go any further. And um, I simply asked the question, well, it's, what, 10.30 in the morning. I haven't seen the report. This is, what, 300 pages long. Um, so by the time we have seen the report, that would have been yesterday afternoon. Yeah. Why will nobody be coming on the programme live today? Yeah. And things got very tense. You'll uh, you'll hear that later on. Uh, so the Care Quality Commission. Yes, it, it has it has. And don't worry about the time because you know what this is. This is important. So we'll we'll okay. we'll, we'll, we'll we'll get through this. It, it asks five. Um, uh, important questions, doesn't it? It does. Um, are the services at the Trust safe? They were rated as inadequate. Is it effective? Rated as requires improvement. Is it caring? Rated as requires improvement. Is it responsive? Again, requires improvement. Is it well-led? Rated as inadequate. I just so, think the world, the, well, they're all pretty lousy, yeah. but is it safe? It's inadequate. Mm. Oh, right, yeah. okay, yeah. So this obviously happened, uh, th- this inspection happened in April. Uh, nurses, midwives, uh, doctors, they were there for two days. So some of the, the, the key points in this report, in the emergency department at Watford, inspectors found untrained staff were assessing patients. I mean, however you dress that up, that's not great. Uh, the report also highlights nursing staff problems were a major risk at the trust. Also, uh, a number of staff they spoke to, uh, they expressed levels of... Of, uh, high levels of stress and work overload as well. Um, you've spoken to the... Uh, oh, they did have a couple of outstanding areas, and we should mention that, mm. didn't they, in the Trust? Yeah, they did, actually, to identify those um, areas of outstanding practice across the Trust, included children's and young people services at Watford Hospital and a significant reduction okay. in mortality so it's over important the past to highlight the, Yeah, the, yeah the, absolutely, the yeah. Now, the medical director, you you, sp- you spoke to the medical yes, director. Yes, uh, I did yesterday. Again, uh, you'll hear that interview in full later on. So we spoke to the medical director, Michael van der Watt, from West Hearts Hospital. NHS Trust. Again, hard to do an interview about a report which they wouldn't show me. So I was going in blind. But I, I asked him this morning to, to reassure listeners that uh, their services are safe. We do. Uh, uh, we have seen that our um, processes where we learn from previous incidents and complaints is not as good as it should be. And we Sorry, Mike, but this is not reassuring me. How can you reassure people listening to this this morning? Well... If you look at what um, patients want when they come to hospital, they want staff who are caring, and that's acknowledged in the CQC report. They want to be assured that they're not going to get infected. We have a significant reduction in infection rates and have not had a single case of the superbug for more than 16 months. And as I've said previously, we are in the top 17 trusts in the country with regards to our outcomes. Just to reiterate, are the services at the trust uh, safe? Inadequate. Is it caring? requires improvement. Is it well-led? Well, rate is inadequate, and I think we just mm. possibly may have heard why. Um, what happens now? Uh, well, the Trust have told us it could take up to a year to get out of these special measures, but uh, they have already made a number of changes. They say, and they said again yesterday, that they're going to be working at speed to address all of the problems. They need to make sure that staff are suitably trained to safely transfer patients from critical care to other hospitals, and also that staffing levels in the emergency department they meet patient demand. The CQC says it will carry out further inspections, including unannounced 
visit to make sure that improvements are being made. And the um, they mm. got very sniffy. PR people who don't help PR, mm. uh, they got very sniffy with your interview, and, yep. and they didn't want you to play the, the bit of. Yeah, we'll hear I mean, it later. They didn't want you to play it. No, again, we we are going to be honest, and uh, the, the argument. Well, I've never come across this before. Doesn't mean that what we're doing is wrong. I believe what we did yesterday was right. We were simply asking the question: How are we supposed to inform our listeners about a very serious report? Yeah that I haven't seen, but you can do an interview about a report that you haven't seen. Um, by the time we have seen it, you're back here in the studio this morning, yet nobody, out of everybody sat at that table yesterday, nobody is available for a few minutes on the phone this morning to talk live to you once we've had time to actually digest that report. And they, then there was a bit of argy-bargy, well, hang on, if you don't play yeah. that recording, then we, then my, I might be able to find someone for you. Possibly, but I was told from day one, nobody would be available. Justin, and I think that's wrong. Excellent stuff. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Likely to get busier as we move through the morning on the North Orbital Road at St Albans. There's the outside lane still closed in both directions between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout for the bridge repairs. And in Stevenage, expect some delays on Martins Way. There's a lane closed there in both directions between Canterbury Way and the A602. No problems I can see on the trains. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. Well, 6.17, it's Thursday, the 10th September, and I'm feeling loose. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. West Hearts NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, is being put into special measures after being rated as inadequate by the Care Quality Commission. A pilot has escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crashed near Tring yesterday afternoon and voting closes in the Labour leadership contest at midday. The winner will be announced on Saturday and will receive a £5 book token. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. So we're now in 1996. The Stone Roses get back together to headline the festival. They end up playing their worst gig of all time. But there is a way you can hear it all again. Warning, you are losing vast days of your life to the after effects of heavy drinking. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. You've been crowned the first ever World Masters champion in the over 80s category for the Scottish Highlander Games. That's right, yeah. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. What a way to open a theatrical hour here on BBC Three Counties Radio. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio.
Okay, now, MPs will debate a proposal to radically limit the amount of time people can be detained at places like Yarlswood in Bedfordshire. In the last few weeks, we've heard from some of the women who are being held there that they've been there for months with no idea as to when their cases will be processed. Well, the idea being put forward today is that they're detained for a maximum of 28 days. Catherine's got more of this. We've been talking about Yarlswood a lot recently, haven't we? Yeah, and and before then, um, ever since the place opened in 2001, campaign has been raising concerns. But most recently, the Chief Inspector of Prisons released a report calling Yarlswood a place of national concern. It highlighted cases of poor treatment of detainees. It suggested there are too many male officers looking after a largely female population, many of whom are rape survivors. And it also questioned the detention of dozens of pregnant women against the government's own recommendations. Recommendations. Four women reported instances of sexually inappropriate comments from staff. 
Uh, and uh, one reported sexual contact, one reported comments, contact and abuse. So, I mean, the, the allegations are swirling. And um, they reported that the care planning of the women was so poor that it put them at risk. And it also found that violent incidents have increased with the number of reported assaults trebling in a year. Now, at the time of the inspection, 15 detainees had been held for between six months and a year and four for more than a year. So today's debate really uh, doesn't come before time. What is happening today? Politicians will be looking at the government policy of holding asylum seekers in detention centres like Yarlswood, full stop really. But MPs will be mostly discussing the detention inquiry report which was published in March. Now that report concluded that the UK uses detention disproportionately and inappropriately. It questions the use of detention centres almost entirely, saying most problems could be resolved simply by not detaining most of the people currently held. You know when we speak to campaigners they Mm. say that this suggestion that some of these women present a flight risk is ridiculous because they want to be processed, they want to be legal, you know, they want to start their lives here. Um, Conservative MP for Bedford and Kempston, Richard Fuller, you'll be speaking to later on, he sits on the parliamentary panel which will be looking at introducing a time limit on detention. Uh, And at Yarsworth we know that in the previous six months 894 women were released back into the community, more than double the number who were removed from the UK. Okay, I don't have a jingle ready so I'm just going to play this just to break up the uh, the shade from the light. I don't want to blow my own trumpet because I haven't got one. Now we're into the light part of the show. Um, We're talking about the the Danny Baker's show, Cradle to the Grave, which is <laughs> mixed, it's had mixed reviews. I don't really get why. I watched it yesterday. I watched it reluctantly, slightly, no, hesitantly, because I like the books, I like Danny, and I thought, well, this isn't going to be... I, I flipping loved it. Oh, I loved it. It's like a mucky wonder years. Oh, it's... <laughs> Tweet him that, because he'll do. love that. It's a mucky wonder years. And I... I um, who's the big lad, his dad? Peter, Peter Kay. Kay. Peter Kay, I thought he was brilliant. Because, because I find, well... Because he's from the same part of the world as me, I hear yeah. it when he goes back to yeah. back to Bolton. So I thought his accent was a bit silly at times, but I like the silliness of it. Yeah, his accent was silly. I loved it, and his false teeth. He's got whistling and... teeth. I thought I thought it, was, I, it made me laugh. There were just I, I don't really watch much TV, and I had to find the iPlayer on the Xbox. It was a nightmare. Uh, it made me laugh. I thought it was hilarious. It's funny. There's <clears> another one on tonight, isn't there? But um, now here's the thing, because you mentioned his mum is played by Lucy Speed, who was in EastEnders. Yeah, and who is little and about. Our age, and that kind of frightened me that suddenly she's people. Young, she's younger than me. People our age are now being the. I don't know if she's a bit older. She's a bit older than me. Anyway, here's the thing: when you mentioned Lucy Speed, a memory popped up in my head. Oh, here we go. And I thought, oh, I don't want to share this memory, which means I have to share this memory. <laughs> when I was, let's say, twenty, so old enough to know better, young enough not to care. I, she was in EastEnders. I had a massive crush on her. I had a real crush on Lucy Speed, and so, and I'm. I I wrote a song for Lucy Speed. Oh, really? I wrote a Lucy Speed song. And I can't remember any of it, but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty what sure... What Lucy? Need. Speed and Need. Oh, not Juicy. I, no, uh, mate, it was, it was romantic. You it were 20. It wasn't... Yeah, exactly. It's all about so Juicy. I, I was pouring my heart out. I wasn't pouring anything else out. Just purely uh, heart juice was coming out. Um, I oh, cannot I... say from where. Um, but it was... So uh, I, I, you can tell how uncomfortable I am bringing up this embarrassing thing. I wrote a love song for Lucy Speed. Um, star of EastEnders, and I got so upset when she um, got off with Ricky. You only pretend, though. <laughs> no, she's but an actress. She's did he just... go Lucy Speed, ragged style? No, no, mate, he didn't. <laughs> what did you write it on a guitar, ukulele, no, a bit of paper, cajon, paper, on a cajon, ca- not a cajon. Be careful, that's different. That's a. I wrote, a cajon. I wrote it on. Um, I wrote it on guitar. I wrote a beautiful love ballad on guitar for well, Lucy Speed. How did it go? I, d- I don't remember, but badly. I said, it, it, 
And so we, we put it out there to you, dear listener. Ever written a love song, a poem, um, a book, uh, a fantasy story about um, someone off the telly? Or off anybody. Not about off the telly. A, about, I, a, about a girl or a guy at school I you saw busted, at the bus stop, yeah. anything like that? I got busted doing a kind of slightly... Oh slightly stalkerish Valentine's card when I first moved. So I was like already the new kid and Uh-oh. I had the wrong jumper and, and I talked voice. funny. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and I started school a year before everyone else. So yeah. already I'm... Um, what a bum lick. No- Exactly, right. Can we say bum lick on the BBC? Yeah, so Twice, apparently. Okay. Anyway, I really, 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 really was in love with Neil Garrard. Hey! Neil Garrard! Neil! I'm trying to think. I what thought was... he was lovely. He had a great big nose and slitty yeah. eyes. Just my type. Mm. So... I thought it was lovely. He looked a bit like Noah Weil. Do you know who I'm talking about? Can I find I him no on Facebook? From, um, Any, anyone, of... anyone said for Yeah, me. he is off now. <laughs> he, he is off, he is off I'll, I'll send you a picture later on. What's I'm, his name? I'm going to look him up on Neil, Facebook. But it's, but it's, it's spelled N-E-A-L. Oh. Right, which I didn't know when I did the stalkerish Valentine's card. Oy. Okay, so I write to Neil, and I did it all in newspaper clippings, you know, oh, proper yeah. kidnap style. Yeah. <laughs> Romantic. <laughs> I made the card as well. What, what school did he go to? I'm not telling you which school. Um, okay, because there were a few. Redbourne Upper. And I'll, I'll show you him later on. I've stalked him already. I know where he is. In fact, I met him later on in life. Yeah. With hilarious consequences. Anyway, so um, I sent him this card and everyone knew it was me because I spelled his name wrong. But... Here he is. How did they know it was you? And do you know I... That's him. Wrong. Oh, yeah, look at that! And do you know how I knew that? Because he's got a grimace. The schnozzle. The schnozzle. He was, he was better. Oh, he's a good looking. No, he's no. a good looking fella. That's not the best picture. No, 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 no. He's a good looking fella. And that's him in his wedding suit, yeah. by the way, guys. <laughs> it's fine. Oh, yeah. What a nice bloke. Well, he's got a lot of cigars. Yeah. Um, he's very short now. I'm quite. I'm yeah, okay, him. here we go. We can do this. We, we, let's take this out there. And maybe, I don't know if Dealey can get some magic out of this. Um, if you've ever written a love song, a poem, a story, Stalker's Letter. Uh, a Stalker's Letter. Um, if you've ever written anything, created something, maybe you built a statue. If you ever created something, Something, a sculpture, I mean, more than a statue. If you've ever created something for um, uh, someone that you are madly in love with, um, 03459 four, five, 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 five. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it did work, didn't work out. Of course, well, obviously not. I've just seen him in his wedding <laughs> Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Some disruption on London Midland between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington. It's because of a signal problem. It looks like some cabling's been stolen overnight. So expect some delays and cancellations through that stretch. Elsewhere on the roads, on the North Orbital Road at St Albans, there's a lane closed in both directions between the Park Street roundabout and the London Coney roundabout. For those bridge repairs, expect some delays as we move through the morning. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30, I'm Simon Oxley. West Hearts NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, is being put into special measures after being rated as inadequate by the Care Quality Commission. A pilot escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crash near Tring yesterday afternoon. It happened as it took off at quarter to five in Aldbury. And voting closes in the Labour leadership contest at midday. The winner will be announced on Saturday. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. 
Paula Radcliffe has told the BBC the treatment she's received over media reports on doping is almost abuse. The Bedford athlete says she won't bow to pressure to publish sensitive information about her blood samples. Another former world champion and now BBC commentator Steve Cram is backing Radcliffe after she claimed to have been implicated by an MP. This is the sadness of it. We cannot have great athletes anymore because particularly through social media where people are allowed to say whatever they like can go unchecked. We can have media people go chasing stories that they think for some reason is doing some greater good or whatever, usually most of the time to aid their own careers. But whenever you sensationalise around individuals like Paula Radcliffe, then inevitably that's where the spotlight goes. The people who are cheating, I'm sure, are jumping up and down and clapping saying thank you very much, nobody's looking at us. In football, Wickham have signed striker Gozi Ugwu until the end of the season. The 22-year-old is a free agent after leaving Yeovil in the summer and has impressed in training with the chairboys. Wickham resume League Two action at home to Plymouth on Saturday. Roger Federer and Stan Wawrinka will meet in an all-Swiss semi-final at the US Open tennis. Federer brushed aside Richard Gasquet in straight sets in just 87 minutes. Wawrinka beat Andy Murray's conqueror Kevin Anderson also in straight sets. Top seed Novak Djokovic will face holder Marin Cilic in the other semi. In ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning beat Basingstoke 3-1 last night in their final challenge match before the start of the league season this weekend. The Lightning host Bracknell on Saturday. Bedford Rugby Club have signed New Zealand hooker Nathan Vella on a short-term deal following the ankle injury suffered by new signing Sam James last week. Vella will arrive today but won't be in contention for Saturday's home game with Mosley. And Hertfordshire's Mark Day has been appointed as the national coach for the England Golf Girls squad. Day is the head professional at Whipsnade Park Golf Club. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at seven. It's coming. There he is.
Oh my god, sorry, thanks. Big finish. Okay, the next song you're going to hear will be a song about an LSD trip. Uh, Catherine, papers. Yeah, I've just seen... Give me my paper paper. I did. No, you didn't, mate. You took me paper, 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 and you put it over there because I wrote you a note on it saying no, oh, yeah. no audio. Thanks. Jeez. Yeah. What? Go. Organisers of this is in the Sun, page fifteen. If you want, <laughs> if you want to read it for yourself. I mean, the Sun is particularly that today. Organisers of a women's institute event ordered a stallholder to cover up mugs, coasters and tea towels. Cover up their mugs. The place names on them were too rude. Author Dominic Greyer laid laid out his merchandise, saluting towns and villages, including Sandy Balls, Wet Wang, Jugs Lane and Cocking. Twat? No, it wasn't mentioned. Okay. Apart from by you. That's the name of a town. Is it Double T? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's actually the name of the town, so I haven't sworn. If I said it with a single T, then, then please, go to Ofcom. Goodness, you said it with two. It was a double T. No, nothing there. He was informed his promotional material for his book, Lesser Spotted Britain, was unacceptable and told to put censored labels over the offending names. Oh, man. Dominic said two men laid down the law at the WI Centennial event in Harrogate, North Yorkshire, where many women he spoke to considered the order patronising. I have been to ladies' circles events, right, with my grandma. Sorry. They are filth bags, those women. I've never seen more gin drunk... Or more filthy jokes told in all my life. In all my life. So, I mean, this would be nothing. Well, I, was, I spent um, the, an hour in the company of a baroness yesterday. She swore, didn't in she? In the House of Lords. She talked about that town that I just mentioned. Well. Um, and a baroness. A baroness, no less. She was um, delightful. And it turns out I've, I've now made up my mind on whether we should legalise cannabis. Yes, we should. Because of the Baroness saying that word? We, we spoke to Fat One and... No, we didn't. She she made excellent sense. It was like, oh, right, OK, yeah, OK. Well, thank you, you've cleared... The House of Lords. I was in the House of Lords yesterday. Um, and I'll be honest... Do you fancy being a Lord now? Yeah. You go in. Have you ever been there? No. All right. Security is... I mean, I'm not... <laughs> I didn't get... I didn't have to walk through a metal detector. Did they pat you down? They didn't pat me down. I didn't have to, and I'm not telling this for any jihadists out there. So if you're if you're a jihadist or IS, go and listen to Hut. I think it's more suited to you. That's why they're so angry. Um, but I didn't walk through a metal detector until I'd gone through the gates, the main entrance, signed in. I could have done any, and I'm not going to, but what? I could have done anything. At, yeah, but um, what you don't know is all those people around you. They weren't just innocent bystanders. They were spooks. But you go in. No, no, no. They were they real were people. All over you. You go in, right? And you go in, and it's sort of you, there's like a sort of reception, and it's I mean honestly I was so excited, and there's this reception, and to your right, and you kind of sit in this holding area, but it's like, and you'll know this because you've got kids at school, you know, describe, um, okay, describe the area where your kids hang up their coats at school, um, soulless, yeah. A bit messy. Yeah. Hooks with their names on. Hooks with their names House on. House of Lords. Maybe a sticker. You're it's, joking. It's the House of Lords. They've all got hooks with their names on. Do they have like an apple or a teddy <laughs> for the ones that can't read? And it's just this weird thing. I was thinking, this is so familiar. This is like any school I've ever been in. Do they have a pump bag? They, they, they Some of them have pump bags. <laughs> but they've just got hooks with their names on. Oh. And it's like Lord such and such or Baroness such and such you or Lord why? of. It's kind of an extension of Oxford and Cambridge. Do you know, I went to... Um, try out for there call it tryouts yeah. <laughs> I stayed overnight and we had to eat in the refectory and like it's, I'd call it canteen but it's posher than that it looks like Hogwarts right? Yeah. they don't even put their own knives and forks and plates away just leave it 
Someone comes and picks up after them. The, Someone makes their beds. The, it, so they go on from that to having to find a peg with a name on. It makes sense. It's And it smelt of school dinners. And I said to Baroness Meach, I said, it's, it's, it really smells of school dinners. She thought, that's just our food. Uh, and I walked past the, uh, again, I don't know, what do you call it? The canteen, the five-star restaurant. It Cheese was amazing. Pie. <laughs> <laughs> Cheese pie. It was amazing. Mashed potato in an ice cream scoop and all that she stuff. She was. Did they have yeah. Probably. We're jamming. She was, you I'll be what? honest, Baroness Jam. Meacher, we're jamming. She was absolutely delightful. What a charming and intelligent and uh, and funny woman. Uh, I saw Floella Benjamin there. She had about 50 kids with her. 50 mm-hmm. kids in the House of Lords. That was weird. Yeah, but isn't she like a children's person now? Well, she always has been a children's person. No, but isn't that like her main thing? I guess she's like the Baroness of Children's. But didn't she get that through That's her work saying. about Victoria Columbia and all that stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, yeah, but she had so she, 50, I just thought it was odd to see 50 kids in the House of Lords. That was unusual. And she was there. And I thought, oh, I got excited. I thought, Floella Benjamin. Um, Humpty and- Dumpty? He was never called Humpty Dumpty, mate. He was just called Humpty. Well, they couldn't call him Humpty Dumpty because of the copyright issues. <laughs> um, and then now, so from, from one um, place to... I'm now going to Brighton. After yes. the show, I'm going home, going for a doze and to probably... I'll probably um, evacuate my body. OK. And then I'm off to Brighton. How would you get to be a Baroness? Would you like to be one? Well... Because I could put a word in for you. Could you? Oh, I could. Kath, could you see if you could help Kells be a Baroness? Baroness Betts. Oh All bets are off. Then they're never off. <laughs> I, I, think I mean, sometimes they're having are. two different conversations, but <laughs> anyway. Um, so we, uh, good luck with that. Are we finished? Yeah. We'll have we'll have a bit of this then, is it? Yeah.
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Heavy on the M25 going anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. The A1 coming towards London, that's queuing between Holiday Inn and Stirling Corner. Also busy on the A1 through Mill Hill Slow uh, between Apex Corner and Mill Hill Circus. On London Midland, it looks like some cabling's been stolen overnight. That's dis causing disruption between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington uh, with the signals. So expect some delays or cancellations. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Yeah, nice one, Tom. Love the vibe. Loving the vibe there, that Trav. 6.46. It is, uh, it's only Thursday, the 10th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. West Hart's NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel, Hempstead and St Albans, is being put into special measures after being rated as inadequate by the Care Quality Commission. A pilot has escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crashed near Tring yesterday afternoon and voting closes in the Labour leadership contest at midday. The winner will be announced on Saturday, live on Swap Shop. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, a very good morning to you. There'll be more sunshine around today than we've been seeing in previous days. We do have a few early mist and fog patches around, a bit of patchy low cloud as well, but that won't last for too long. That'll all be burnt back by the sunshine. Lots of that around today. It's because we've got now got a southeasterly wind and that's pushing up some drier air from the near continent. So uh, the sunshine lasting through the morning into the afternoon and, of course, the first part of the evening as well with the sun setting now at about half past seven or just before that. Um, it's going to be a lovely day, um, just a bit breezy at times and a bit of patchy cloud here and there. Top temperatures will be up to around 21, even possibly 22 degrees Celsius in some more western areas. So all in all, uh, a lovely day. Overnight tonight, it's going to stay dry. We'll see lows of around 10 or 11 degrees Celsius. A clear sky, still quite breezy. That will help to keep temperatures in double figures too. And then tomorrow, again, a lovely day. We'll see an Atlantic front creeping on Friday night, but it's really not going to get to us until then. Uh, lots of sunshine around through the morning tomorrow, turning hazier into the afternoon. Still highs of around 20, 20 degrees and uh, and then turning quite wet on Friday night into Saturday morning but Saturday afternoon by the time we get there then it's dry again and it'll be dry for most of the day on Sunday with rain arriving just to finish off the weekend that's the forecast Dai. Unit 9. Let's have a party. Vocabulary. Listen to and practice saying these time expressions. Every day, every week, every month. Mainichi. Maishu. Maitsuki. This evening, this week, this month. Konban. Konshu. Kongetsu. Next week, next month. Daishu. Daigetsu. Today, tomorrow. Kyo. Ashita. Kaiwa conversation. Town is dangerous. Tell me, are you looking for an answer? Tell me, are you 
pause and repeat until you feel fairly confident. Read the dates in your book too. 1日2日3日4日 That's great. And this is and this is this is like、uh, this is the Potsy Weber school of of、uh, learning. It's if anyone remembers Potsy Weber from Happy Days,、mm-hmm. wasn't the brightest of the bunch, but he's a great singer. 
he had a science exam coming up, and if he flunked the exam, he'd be held down a year. Um, and so, despite he was fact, already forty-five. Yeah, exactly. So, so Ralph Mouth and uh, Richie Cunningham and the Fonz would go up a year, and Potsy Webb would be kept down a year. How did he pass his science exam? He sang it. Now, technically against the rules, um, but he he learnt the science in song form, and uh, and in many ways that's what Tallahassee Lassie there from mm. the Tallahassee Lassie mm. from the BBC introducing show has uh, just done. Tell us a little bit more about Tallahassee and her Japanese background. Okay, so her name is Tally. Yep. Um, she doesn't have a Japanese background. The Japanese you heard was well, Japanese part was excellent of the song. Yep. However, it did go really well, so she w- might want to get involved in she that. To think a bit more about She's it. She's from Broxbourne. She's also a session singer for like Will Young and Beverly Knight and people like that. And um, she's on Twitter as Tally... Tallahassee. Tallahassee. Sure. And How I, do you spell that? Tallahassee Lassie. Mm. Yeah. And I just think it's great what she's doing for the Japanese community and the Brilliant. language. It really mm. is absolutely I love great. language teaching when it's done in a creative way. I think more of that, please. Speaking of boring <laughs> things, I watched um, a little bit, because my phone's knackered, because the shop knackered it, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bite the bullet. I've had a little bit of, little bit of cash come in I wasn't expecting, so I'm going to buy a phone. Yeah. I was going to buy the iPhone 6, and someone went, whoa, they're about to make one of those exciting Apple announcements. Hold off. So I, I'm, yeah, I, but that always involves queuing up. Well, I hold, no, it, no, it doesn't. It doesn't After involve, the announcement, no, then there's queuing. No, there's not. There's not. Do you know what there is? It's on Saturday when it's when it's released on when it, you can pre-order on Saturday. So I'll do that, and then I'll get it delivered to me two weeks later. Still, people will still be queuing though. Yeah, but you know the kind of people that queue. Yeah, I know. <laughs> they've never had their genitals touched by another person apart from the nurse and their mum. So um, I mean, you don't need to. I never get why these people need need to queue. The first one. You can let me order oh. it, order it online. Isn't Do you it? remember that delicious moment when the first guy got his phone and he showed it to the reporter and they dropped? It. Oh boy, he was getting, <laughs> it was, it was oh, Australia. No. Have you not seen the video? I'll no. send you the video. Oh, I think worry. it was Australia. He was get, oh he was getting it out of the box and it smashed. What a twit. Anyway, so I watched some of the um, Apple launch video last night live live streaming. Man, it was dull. Mm. It was dull. And they kept going. I turned on just as they were talking about the new phone. It's not an iPhone 7. It's an iPhone 6S. And he's going, this is the best phone we've ever made. Has to say that. Well, well you, you're not going to take a backward step and go, this phone's not quite as good as the 4. <laughs> to be honest, we're overambitious. We've, we've kind of, we're reeling in the technology a little bit. <laughs> I watched a little bit of um, the, the, uh, uh, Harry and Paul, 25 Years Together. I quite like them. Sometimes I find them irritating. I quite like them. Harry Enfield's Jimmy Carr impression is very funny. And there's a lovely bit where Harry Enfield gets in the car to go to the studio to do this show and his wife comes up, Harry, you've forgotten your iPhone 3. Let <laughs> <laughs> me laugh. Um, so I'm going to, but uh, it's our best phone yet. Of course, that's, that's the evolution of phones. Yeah. If it's not, I suggest don't release it. I didn't really understand it, but I'm going to buy it. Yeah. What's what's so good about this one then? It's can, got an S at the end of it. It's new. Can you ring on it? On you it? can do. Yeah. Yeah, but you, it's more than you could do on mine. Well, the thing is, I need to buy a new phone, and so I might as well get this one. I'm not. I'm not rejoining the race. I just there's a new one coming out. I, I, it's my almost like destiny was guiding you towards destiny's this. child. Mm. Yeah, help me out. Because my body's too bootylicious for you. Say no, 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 no. But it's really yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know what? I'm gonna have a song. We've got a couple. I'm gonna be a little bit late for. Um, Everything. Yeah, but this is, only, this is only two minutes. Oh, oh, oh. Hang on. Oh. Is that me? Yeah, hang on a minute. Oh, no, we're not going to have a song because that song's not there. Do you want a story? Yeah, There's why an that? interesting story here, right? What's the story? Twitter. Twitter horror. 
This woman. Tell me about it. You know, people used to um, deal with things privately uh, instead of shaming people on Twitter. Oh, this woman. Right. This... Well, we're going to shame her live on the radio. No, no. This... Well, she tried to shame him. I just, I just think we talk we're about g- We're going to hold up the mirror to her shame and send it straight back at well, her. Well, to be honest, I think... Uh... Neither of them have come out smelling the roses of this, have they? Right, so she's on LinkedIn in the first place. What for? I've been, I was on LinkedIn for ages. I'm still in the same job. I didn't have any massive deals come through. I've come off LinkedIn. Uh, I'm still no worse off. So, you know, I don't really know what it's for, apart from I keep getting invita- invitations to it. Anyway, so she's on LinkedIn. She's got a picture of herself on there, as yeah. has everybody. Um, she gets a message from another barrister. In fact, I think he may be slightly senior maybe senior to her. Anyway, he wrote, Charlotte, delighted to connect. I appreciate that this is probably horrendously politically incorrect, but that is a stunning picture. Three exclamation marks. This stuff happens, doesn't it, Kelly? What do you do? Ignore Ignore it. it. She gets their phone number. She didn't. All bets are off. Alex, I find your message offensive. I'm on LinkedIn for business purposes, not to be approached about my physical appearance or to be objectified by sexist men. She's not even that fit! Well, I mean... She's in a largely male... Why don't you message her on she, LinkedIn? She's in a largely musty male industry. Yeah. So she's going to stand out. Musty males. Unacceptable and misogynistic behaviour. Think twice before sending another woman half your age such a sexist message. Not only did she write to him, she also put it on Twitter. Oh. The exchange. Well, but now it's turned the other way and she's, she's now getting, getting the loads backlash. Of stuff. Um, give us your thoughts on... Um, on well, not I think on that... it's nice. If someone wants to say, oh, hi, you look nice... Depends thanks. how it's said, doesn't it? Thanks. But I I wouldn't respond, probably. Yeah, okay. or just thanks, not... half your age. But she is a lawyer. Ladies, you know we're on the radio and stuff. Yeah. So button it. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Some delays on London Midland between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington. It's because of a signal problem. It looks like some cabling's been stolen overnight. On the roads, the M25 busy anti-clockwise after junction 21 for the M1. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Hey, Tom, he crammed it in. Thank you, Tom. Uh, Okay, so uh, what are we talking about? Oh, yeah, ever written a song, a poem? Um... Like a story for someone that you admire from afar? 03459 455 555. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Harfordshire Hospital Trust put into special measures. Pilot escapes string helicopter crash and MPs to debate Yarlswood. BBC Three Counties Radio. A hospital trust in Hertfordshire is being put into special measures after a critical report by the Care Quality Commission. West Hart's NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, was given an overall rating of inadequate. More from Carol Abercrombie. Following inspections, the trust, which serves around half a million people has been found to be failing patients. In the emergency department at Watford, untrained staff were being used to assess patients. Facilities were in a poor state of repair and caused a potential risk and resuscitation equipment wasn't always checked. 
Nursing staff numbers were also highlighted as a major risk. A pilot escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crash near Tring yesterday afternoon. It happened as it took off at quarter to five in Albury. It's believed the helicopter came into contact with power lines and came down in a field behind Church Farm on Station Road. A Buckinghamshire policeman has been sacked for posting what Thames Valley Police has described as numerous offensive and pornographic images on his personal Twitter accounts. PC James Ferguson, a patrol officer in High Wycombe, denied the charges at a mis- conduct hearing yesterday. The BBC understands the former television presenter and music industry figure Jonathan King has been arrested on suspicion of historical child sex offences. He's been questioned along with two other men. A report is due to be debated in Parliament later which recommends detainees at immigration removal centres such as Yarlswood in Bedfordshire are held for a maximum of 28 days. The facility was criticised last month for conditions in which inmates are held. More from Jessica Cooper. Only last month inspectors said Yarlswood was a place of national concern after a scathing report revealed conditions had deteriorated. According to campaigners, up to 100 detainees staged a protest earlier this week at the facility's courtyard, with some staying out throughout the night. Conservative MP for Bedford and Kempston, Richard Fuller, sits on the parliamentary panel, which will today be looking at introducing a time limit on detention. Voting closes in the Labour leadership contest at midday. The veteran left-winger Jeremy Corbyn is tipped to top the poll. The winner will be announced on Saturday. There's disruption to London Midland train services this morning. It's thought thieves have stolen cabling overnight. There are signalling problems between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington. In sport, Paula Radcliffe has told the BBC the treatment she's received over media reports on doping is almost abuse. The Bedford athlete says she won't bow to pressure to publish sensitive information about her blood samples. I don't need to do that. I know that I'm clean. You're the one that has doubts and that, I'm afraid, when it all boils down to it, is not my problem because I know that I have always competed as a clean athlete. I have always stood up for what I believe in. The weather dry and sunny with patchy cloud at times. A maximum temperature today, 21 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon. Uh, love songs, poetry. I wrote a love song for Lucy Speed. When I was 20 years old, I was old enough to know better. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. You can text 81333, start your text 3CR. Well, I should probably get on with the show. Should I? Should I? Should I? Should I? Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Can I just can I just try something on my computer, Catherine? Would Go you on. be offended? Would you not be offended, Justin? No, at all, boss. No. I was trying to find a song earlier on, and I couldn't find it. Des O'Connor. Was it called Lucy Speed? You're the one I need. Oh, she's just so beautiful. <laughs> um, um, 
No, can't, doesn't work. Well, that's 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 that sorted. Excellent. Basically, the, compu- the computer is the computer is uh, computer says computer third ball. <laughs> What's <laughs> the tune? Can you tease me? Computer third ball. <laughs> I can. T- it is. Can I? T- can you tease yeah. me by Justin Dealey? Yeah. <laughs> uh, computer third ball. I've never seen um, uh, Little Britain. The computer says no. That that's it? how it goes. Computer says no. Computer third ball. No. 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 I'm a lady. <laughs> the only bits of Little Britain I've seen, right, are where um, Matt Lucas blacks up as Mr. T. Mm. Oh, blacks up. I'm Peter mm. Fool. I'm Mr. T. Blacked up, and then the other one I saw. I did see Computer Says No once, and then I saw one. I I got it, but I didn't find it funny. Where they're they're at a swimming pool. Oh yeah, and one of them's in Lu- a wheelchair. Lou and Andy, mm. right? Mm. No, it's Matt Williams and, and uh, David Frost. <laughs> I don't. They're in a they're in a swim they're in a swim and one's in a wheelchair and obviously he can't walk. Yeah. And the other one's going, well, if the thing is, if they're in a wheelchair, they can't walk. Mm. But then while he's talking, behind him, he gets up and yeah. he's doing like yeah. well, skids yeah. and imagine stuff. That scenario, well, imagine that, that premise in a number of different scenarios, like playgrounds, oh, okay. so, so, shops. It, it was that, I'd, I'd that that's I'd, Little Britain. Yeah, I felt I'd got the idea. Yeah. But the thing about that programme is you can relate to that programme. I'll tell you, I'll tell can you, you? No, hang on, hang on, I, let, I me, finish. It's, let it's, me finish. Let me finish. He sits back in chair and waits for the ball shot. Okay, I'll tell you why, because so many characters in that programme, there is somebody that you know who is in that programme. Okay. I don't know any people that pretend to be disabled. No, no, but there, but you haven't seen the program. You see, there are so many characters yeah. in there yeah. that you can say, "Ah, I know somebody who's a little bit like that." You know, watch the program, boss. I, I, I feel I've missed my chance with Little Britain. Well, I'll give you the DVD set. Honestly, let's have a night in together. Oh, Pizzas, God. underpants, and uh, Little Britain. Two out of three ain't bad. Yeah, yeah. two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> now, now meatloaf. The trust that runs Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans Hospitals is in special measures this morning following a damning report from the Care Quality Commission. Inspectors found the West Hearts Hospital Trust was providing an inadequate service which needs urgent improvement. Among the concerns highlighted was a lack of nurses across the three sites and the fact that untrained staff were assessing A&E patients at Watford. Justin Dealey was at a bizarre press briefing Mm, yesterday and spoke to Mike van der Watt, Medical Director at the West Hearts Hospital NHS Trust. What happened, Just? Okay, the five key points. Are the services at the Trust safe? They were rated as inadequate. Is it effective? Uh, Rated as requires improvement. Is it caring? Rated as requires improvement. Is it responsive? Again, requires improvement. Is it well-led? Rated as inadequate. So uh, those are the five key points from this report. So what happened was... I was invited to Watford Hospital yesterday at 10.30. This was for a press meeting. Now, we were told in advance that this was about a CQC report. We were told no further information at all. So we were never led to believe at any point beforehand they were going into special measures. So when I got there, I was told by the trust leaders about some of the things mentioned Mm. in this report, which is 300 pages, but... Not at any point yesterday was I actually shown that report. So I've gone in there to try and conduct an interview about a really, really serious report, even though the interviews were arranged at a time where the trust knew that I would have no access 
to that report. Clever. Um, I was also informed that, sadly, nobody from the Trust would be available to talk to you this morning live. Clever. Once we've had time to actually look at the report yeah. and pick out some of the key findings. Isn't that cowardly? Mm-hmm. Or I mean, just, a, just a coincidence <sighs> that they're so busy. So the whole situation Shocking was very, behavior. very awkward, yeah. very, very frustrating. Um, in all of my time working here, never come across that. So I tried to do an interview yesterday with Mike Van der Watt, who is the medical director at the West Hearts Trust. I tried to conduct an interview about a report which I hadn't seen. And again, they're not coming on this morning. Um, It was tough. Here's what happened. So, Mike, you're you're in special measures. Um, Some of the things we've mentioned so far, equipment being out of date, uh, lack of staff, lack of training and so on. How can you reassure people listening to this? Well, you've got to understand what special measures is about. So special measures means that the CQC and the TDA have identified areas within the trust that require attention. So we know we work in an older state and some of our facilities are not um, designed for uh, delivering care to the size of the population that we now do serve. So, For instance, our A&E department is is too small really for the number of people who who, who attend um, the Watford site. Um, we have a vacancy rate as with amongst nurses, which is higher than we would like, and that's a national problem. We do uh, uh, we have seen that our um, processes where we learn from previous incidents and complaints is not as good as it should be. And we sorry, a- Mike, but this is not reassuring me. How can you reassure people listening to this this morning? Well. If you look at what um, patients want when they come to hospital, they want staff who are caring, and that's acknowledged in the CQC report. They want to be assured that they're not going to get infected. We have a significant reduction in infection rates and have not had a single case of the superbug for more than 16 months. Mm-hmm. Our outcomes, the things that people care about, i.e. are you going to survive whatever your acute condition is, is really low. Our fraction echophema rate is one of the is now statistically lower than the average seen throughout the United Kingdom. And as I've said previously, we are in the top 17 trusts in the country with regards to our outcomes. So how long will it take you to come out of special measures here? It's, it's not for us to decide, obviously. Um, Roughly. We would hope within 9 to 12 months. Can I ask why you invited the media here today, but you didn't actually show us the report? Because I'm going in now asking you questions without actually... Having seen the report, why was that? The CQC embargo, the, the report's not us. So can I ask why nobody is available to talk to us live on the programme on a Thursday morning when we've actually seen the report? Oh, hang on. I think we stop here because that's, those are unfair questions. I don't think they are. No, I think they're absolutely unfair questions. We've offered you absolute fairness to do today mm. because our diaries are stuffed because clearly... I'm, I'm simply asking, I'm asking the question why nobody would be available on Thursday morning. That, that's a fair question to ask. I'm sorry, that's not a fair question to ask. Can I ask why it's not fair? Because our listeners will, will be asking that question. I'm not prepared for this to go on the record, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay, that's fine. We'll have that conversation afterwards. Okay, so we don't think that that anybody will be available to talk to us on Thursday morning, which is a shame uh, to talk to Ian, the host. Um, Again, we're talking here today. I haven't seen the report. Um, You're saying between nine and 12 months to come out of special measures. What concerned you the most about this report? Uh, there's, there's a number of issues that we need to address within the trust. So clearly we need to improve our learning of previous incidents and complaints. We need to make sure that um, 
the patient flow throughout the trust is improved, and we know we, 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 as we have been working with our partners for quite some time, is to make sure that patients who no longer require acute medical care are transferred out in the community, thus creating beds for the patients who are arriving in our A&E department and therefore reducing any unnecessary waits along the way. You mentioned about compassion earlier on. We spoke to a family. Um, it was a, a stroke patient who had sat on a cushion, which was full of somebody else's urine and faeces, and they were also sent home in a gown, again, with somebody else's faeces on them. You're taking a deep breath because you know exactly what I'm talking about. Something like that, can you reassure people something like that will never, ever happen again? I don't think any hospital uh, director could ever reassure that that would never happen again. We obviously do everything within our power to ensure that that sort of uh, complete failure on our side uh, could ever occur. Okay, and this is my final question. And it's a personal question. A member of your family, okay, that, that you care dearly about, would you want to send them to a hospital associated with the West Hearts Trust? All my members of my family have been treated at this, at this hospital. And you'd feel comfortable, based on this report today, of sending them back to the same hospital, honestly? I know the standards of care that are delivered in this hospital. I know, I know how much our staff care and the outcomes with regards to patient survival, infection rates, and our, and our friends and family tests are obviously highly reassuring. Uh, Justin there, speaking to Mike Vanderwatt, Medical Director at West Hearts Hospital NHS Trust. Don't you just love it when PR people um, um, make things, you know, worse? Abby Stanwix's daughter Bella was treated at Watford General last December um, when she was diagnosed with leukaemia. Morning, Abby. Morning. What was your experience like? Um... It was one of the worst experiences we've ever had in our lives, and it was worse than when she was actually diagnosed with leukaemia. Dawn, what happened? Um, so we went we went into Watford General because she had to have a nasal gastric tube fitted, um, and the sister and the nurse um, put two in. Uh, one, well, the first one was broken because they bothered to test whether it was working. So then they had to reinsert another one. And all of this was done without wearing any gloves and they hadn't washed their hands prior to this. Oh, blimey. Um, the, there was a time when a student nurse was trying to give my daughter her medication through the NG tube um, without any supervision. Um, she couldn't do it because she wasn't trained to do it. Luckily, she couldn't do it um, because when we raised this concern, the um, sister who had already signed the medication off to say that Bella had had it, um, it was someone else's medication. We didn't know who oh. it was or what it was. Um, my daughter had been suffering, or had really severe mucositis, which is a re really severe inflammation of the whole of the digestive tract. And her oncology consultant at the time was treating her for constipation, so she was just filling her full of this severe uh, laxative, causing my daughter to have explosive diarrhoea. Um, and... We had to clean it all up because the start the, the nurses said that they were too busy in handover to come and help us. So we had to go and get the cleaning products and, and clean the room up ourselves. Um, this caused my daughter the diet the explosive diarrhea caused my daughter so much pain that um, she needed she needed strong painkillers. And every day I would phone her consultant and beg her to come and see my daughter and beg her to help her because she was in so much pain and one day her consultant came to the room and just laughed at me and said Abby there are people dying on this ward and your daughter has just got constipation 
um, oh, you, need to, you need to calm down. And, Care, um, caring, uh, a caring attitude. Abby, listen, we have to move on. Most importantly, how's, uh, how's Bella doing now? She's um, good now, um, thank you. Yes, we, we changed our local hospital because okay. I refused to ever be treated there again. Well, uh, you know, I'm sorry that you and your daughter had to go through that. I'm, I'm glad that, that things are improving for Bella and I wish her the best of luck in her recovery. Thank you. Thanks thank you very much for your time. Sorry it was so brief. 03459 555555. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the North Orbital Road, looking busy on the speed centres around the London Coney roundabout through the roadworks. On the M25 going anti-clockwise, you'll find that's heavy between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Anti-clockwise also busy from Junction 17 for Maple Cross to 16 for the M40. At 3 Mark 8 on the A5 heading south, it's queuing around Luton Road. And on London Midland, disruption still between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington because of a signal problem. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. 7.17, uh, Thursday, the 10th of... Who's that? September. There's just a window, man looking through a window. I mean, you're allowed to. It's just not when I'm on air. It's rude, isn't it? You know what I mean? Also, I like to do the show naked, and I just... Anyway, these are your news headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. West Hearts NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel, Hempstead and St Albans, is being put into special measures after being rated as inadequate by the Care Quality Commission. A pilot has escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crashed near Tring yesterday afternoon and a Buckinghamshire policeman has been sacked for posting pornographic images on his personal Twitter accounts. On Inside Out, we visit the Muslim school where students and staff tell us how they cope with suspicion and prejudice. We meet the man who says the bank cost him his business. And in preparation for the 2015 Rugby World Cup, we get an exclusive look at how England's physio team prepare players to be pushed to the limit. Inside Out with me, David Whiteley, Monday 7.30 on BBC One. Uh, Yarlswood is back in the spotlight this morning as MPs prepare to debate the length of time people are held at immigration removal centres. Campaigners and the detainees themselves have told us that people are being locked up for months with no idea as to when their cases will be processed. Well, the Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller, called for today's debate to discuss a maximum detention of 28 days. Uh, Joins me now. Morning, Richard. Morning, Uh, What are your concerns over Yarlswood? Well, it's not just my concerns, Ian. This is a debate that's been called by members of Parliament from all political parties. It, it follows uh, an initiative that we did just prior to the election that was led by a Liberal Democrat member of Parliament. But today, Liberal Democrats, Conservatives, Labour and SNP will be looking at how well we handle uh, people who have no right to remain here and what the role of detention should be in doing that, and the report found some very serious problems, one of which is the one you mentioned, which is people going to detention, and there's no time limit for how long they should be kept there. What, why are they in there so long? Is it, uh, um, it just takes so long to process? How, how can you speed that up? Well, I think you're, you're absolutely right. The process is in serious disarray if people are being kept for extended, long, extended periods. Uh, These are supposed to be immigration removal centres. And I guess if you think about that, the the impression we have in our minds is these people have no right to be here. They've exhausted all their rights to stay here. So now they should be returning to their country. And the idea that someone, whilst they're being removed, could be kept in in a, a, essentially a prison for 28 days or 
a month, more than a month, to six months, sometimes a year, sometimes over two years. That doesn't sound like removal. That sounds like a system that's not working, and it's costing the taxpayer an enormous amount of uh, wasteful uh, expenditure, £100 a night to keep someone in detention. And what the report found was there were more effective solutions that could be done at lower cost to the taxpayer. But the people in Yarswood aren't necessarily being removed, are they? No, exactly. I mean, more than half of them are put back into, into the community. I mean, people come from the community, they're told they're going to be removed, they're taken to a detention centre, they're kept, they don't know for how long. Sometimes these people might have been victims of rape or torture, now they we're incarcerating them. And at the end of that process, 50% or more are sent back into the community. Compare this with countries like Sweden or Australia, where they have a system of much less use of detention, much greater use of communication with people, and guess what? It costs their taxpayers less, and at the end of the process, when all of the legal claims have been made and people are told they have no right to remain, there's a much higher likelihood in those countries that they will go back to their countries of origin rather than remain in this country. In Sweden, it's over 70%. In the United Kingdom, it's in 40% of a voluntary compliance of going back to your country of origin, you have so, no right to remain in the UK. So are you, are you suggesting, Richard, the alternative is we don't detain these people at all, that, that they, are, they are out in society and they are monitored and have to report, I don't know, every day, every other day, something like that? Would that system be more effective? Well, I think greater use of that system would be more effective. There will always be some role for removal uh, to ensure that the system can work effectively. Remember, detention was brought in, I think, by Tony Blair uh, in the early 2000s. But it was seen as a very small role in the way in which immigration removals uh, took place. But it's grown. It seems to have been that the attitude within the Home Office, regardless of whether it's a Labour government, a coalition government or a Conservative government, the attitude in the Home Office is we have to look tough on immigration. So by detaining people, we look tough. Well, what we're going to do today is question that policy and say there is no inconsistency between being tough on immigration rules for people who can come into this country and being compassionate and effective in managing the people here who have no right to remain here and need to go back to their country of origin. And how does it work today? What, 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 what are you hoping the end result will be today? So this is the next stage in a process of trying to persuade the Home Office uh, to uh, amend the immigration rules. And later this year, the government will be introducing a new immigration rule. To her credit, the Home Secretary has herself announced a review internally within the Home Office of the role of detention. So we know the Home Office is looking at this. Today's an opportunity for members of Parliament for all, from all parties uh, to make representations to the Minister about what we're looking in that new bill to be the changes that will mean we get a detention system which is much smaller than it is today, less costly, more effective, and represents the best principles of British justice. Uh, Richard, interesting talking to you. We'll speak again, I'm sure. Thank you very much indeed. Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Have we got any Texas? Yeah, we've got a couple. Hello, couple of Texas. I mean, um, Peter Wilmer Green is texting like a crazy man today. Well, I know he's texted twice. <laughs> well, he's a crazy man. You know, you're, you're you're getting towards the third text, and actually, you should be making a phone call yes. stage now, uh, Peter. Uh, the Labour leadership election is the first time for many to see democracy in action, not choreographed. Oh. And then he says. The term here today and gone tomorrow applies to some music and does not... Oh, there was no need for a a full stop there. The term here today and gone tomorrow applies to some music and does not clutter the to brain. Well done. Hmm? I don't know. Um, What What is he saying? I don't know. Gary Namptill. 
Hi, just turned in, tuned in. What on earth is going on? I'm being tutored or tortured in another language, says Gary. Oh, that was Japanese. And Laurie says, Hi Ian, miss you doing late night show. Rem when all you talked about was Lindsay Buckingham. I stalked an ex at his workplace and got thrown out by security <laughs> well, from so, Laurie. What a delightful I, I, romantic story. I did have a while ago, I did have a slightly uh, uh, um, sexual infatuation with Lindsay Buckingham. I can see why. From uh, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the pop group, the, um, well, the not the Revolving Doors. The Fleetwood Mac. That's it. <laughs> and... Um, I nearly said they're revolting something else, but it's revolt. The Fleetwood Mac. Uh, don't stalk a Lindsay Buckingham ex, and don't try and pin it on me. You'll be like that fellow that you know when um, you won't remember this. You will remember when um, Ronald Reagan, President Reagan, got shot. Yes. Do you know who shot him, and why they shot him? No. I can't Is it Jr. No, no, no. <laughs> I can't remember the name of the fellow that shot Ronald Reagan, but here's a fun trivia question: He shot Ronald Reagan to impress child actress. Jodie Foster. Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that yeah, detail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a t- did it don't, work did out? It work? I think she's with a woman now, isn't she? <laughs> I, think she I think she's sworn off um, uh, the revolt. She's sworn off, gentlemen. For, with guns. With, with guns, as, as we all should, guys. Hey, um, Larry the Lion Killer. What's his name? The dentist. The, the, the Dr. Dentist. And Clarence. Was it Clarence? Cedric? Cyril? I don't know. How anyway, soon we forget? The lion killer's gone back to his dental work. And then yesterday in the papers, they tried to kind of make like a, like a British version. They said, well, now he's gone back to work. Here's the British version. It's um, uh, a, a gentleman called John Smith who killed S- Steve the... And it was just like a rubbish... Tortoise. It was like a rubbish creature that he killed. Steve the goldfish or something. How long are we going to plague this dentist for doing something that... He didn't think was illegal. She may not. Um, it's not. Uh, what's her name? The runner. Radcliffe. Radcliffe. Mark Radcliffe, the runner. <laughs> she. It's not a doping problem with her. It's a pooping problem. Huh? Wow. She may not be prepared. Written. She may not be prepared to expose her blood, but she'll certainly expose her stools. <laughs> It made me Do chuckle you... a little bit yesterday, and she was in a lot of—I mean, she's in a lot of emotional pain, and yeah. that wasn't what made me chuckle. It was that she said, "I don't want my kids to be googling me," and the first thing that comes up is drugs cheap. I thought, no, that won't be the first thing. That comes up. <laughs> <laughs> there was an interesting thing on Radio Four yesterday. Someone was complaining about how when um, it's like a medical program, at medical hour, and when they go and see the doctors, that sometimes the doctor. Uh, infantilizes them in the way they speak to them, and it got me thinking. I do hate it when I go to the doctor and the doctor says, "How is your poo?" <laughs> is your poo okay? Is, is your poo? What? I don't like grown-ups. When do they say that? Why have you been? Out? Why? Because oh. I have problems with my bum, my bum bum. <laughs> <laughs> you never asked the doctor. Had the doctor say to you, Kelly, "How's your poo?" No, no. Are you weeing okay? No, I am, <laughs> but I've never been asked. I don't like grown-ups that say tummy. Doctor says tummy. You've got I pain don't in, like it. Got pain in your tummy. tummy. Oh. Has the doctor said that to you, Kelly? You've got pain no. in your tummy. Have you ever been to a doctor? Yeah. What for? Oh, don't ask. Why? Because it was a. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. What have you been to the doctor's you for? You got the all clear anyway, didn't you? I yeah. haven't been for anything bad. Just like earache. That's that's bad. Asthma. That's bad. You're yeah, dismissing but... asthmatics. No. You're saying asthmatics no. aren't worthy of our attention. No, they are. That's outrageous. What about people who've got bad ears? Hmm. You're out of order. Why? You've got another think coming. <laughs> Cake's a bit rich. Is the headline of this story. Moving on. UK, if you've ever been to the doctors, please do, do, do give us a call. Yeah. Did they ask about your, your poo, your wee-wee or your tummy? 
What was wrong with you? If you're over, here we go. If you're over 75, how are you feeling? 03459. <laughs> Talking about infantilising medical procedures, I did make a reference to Sooty when I was being examined during uh, my labour. Oh dear. But it was just to, you know, break up the tension. I've got to do this cake How's story. How's your poo? 03459. <laughs> no. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, there's a lane blocked on the exit slip road because a car's broken down at Junction 24 for Potter's Bar on the inside lane. It's slow on the North Orbital Road around London Coney at the roundabout uh, going through the roadworks. On the M1 coming towards London, you'll find it heavy around Junction 12 for Flitwick. On the A1M going south, it's busy around Junction 7 for Stevenage. A queuing into and through Mark 8 on the A5 and on London Midland, still disruption between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington because of a signal problem Expect 15-minute delays. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much indeed. It's one of those those. Da- I mean, look at those misty out there. It's a bit, you know. Um, so these are the things you can call in about. Ever written a love song, a poem, a story, a fantasy about somebody that you admire? Oh, if you've ever, if you've ever, if you've ever written a love song or a poem for someone, and then sat them down, pulled out your guitar, and said. I've got something for you. Because <laughs> I used to write love songs about girls all the time. I could never, ever, ever imagine sitting down and saying, I've written something for you. If you did, how did that go? 03459 455555. And if you're over 75, how are you feeling, love? You're right. Across beds, hearts, and bugs. This is BBC's Three Counties Radio. It's 7.30, I'm Simon Oxley. West Hearts NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, is being put into special measures after being rated as inadequate by the Care Quality Commission. A pilot's escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crash near Tring yesterday afternoon. A Buckinghamshire policeman has been sacked for posting pornographic images on his personal Twitter accounts. And report is due to be debated in Parliament later, which recommends detainees at immigration removal centres, such as Yarl in Bedfordshire are held for a maximum of 28 days. The facility was criticised last month for conditions in which inmates are held. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. Paula Radcliffe has told the BBC the treatment she's received over media reports on doping is almost abuse. The Bedford athlete says she won't bow to pressure to publish sensitive information about her blood samples. I am not being forced and pushed and almost abused into giving a knee-jerk reaction to something that goes against other people who I trust and who are asking me at this moment to put my trust in them and to stand with them to protect a lot of other innocent athletes because I do not want to see another innocent athlete be put through what I have been put through the last few months. In football, Wickham have signed striker Gozi Ogwu until the end of the season. The 22-year-old is a free agent after leaving Yeovil in the summer and has impressed in training with the chairboys. Wickham resume League Two action at home to Plymouth on Saturday. Roger Federer and Stan Wawrinka will meet in an all-Swiss semi-final at the US Open tennis. Federer brushed aside Richard Gasquet in straight sets. Wawrinka beat Andy Murray's conqueror Kevin Anderson also in straight sets. Top seed Novak Djokovic will face holder Marin Cilic in the other semi.
In ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning beat Basingstoke 3-1 last night in their final challenge match before the start of the league season this weekend. The Lightning host Bracknell on Saturday. Bedford Rugby Club have signed New Zealand hooker Nathan Vella on a short-term deal following the ankle injury suffered by new signing Sam James last week. Vella will arrive today but won't be in contention for Saturday's home game with Mosley. And Harvard's Mark Day has been appointed as the national coach for the England Golf Girls Squad. Day is the head professional at Whipsnade Park Golf Club. BBC Three Counties News and Sport. The next full bulletin is at eight. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fair up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone fast with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV. But the hardest thing I ever do is watch my leading ladies kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee. I might fall from a tall building. Much time in school, but I taught ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuntman that makes Eastwood look. So uh, Carpet Martin says, I think I've told you this before, but I needed to see a downstairs doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and Booper gave me a choice of specialist. I could either see Mr. Bellringer. No. Or Mr. Ramwell. Which did he choose? I don't, Carpet Martin, please tell us, did you go for the bell ringing or the, uh, the, uh, ramming. Uh, the ramming? I've had a text, a tweet from uh, Posh Damon, who says, when I was making You Are What You Eat, I had a poo fridge in my office. And by the way, that's just, that's, that's the TV programme that he worked on. That's not a strange life concept he'd come <laughs> up with. <laughs> Contributors would... Oh, that was Gillian McKee. Yeah, do you remember? Doctor, she would, yeah. she'd have a look at the... Tend to be a doctor. And it's all, it turns out it was all... She would always sort of shame them by looking in the Tupperware box and going, that stinks. And I thought, well, that's because it's called poo and not sweets. It was literally. <laughs> anyway, they would keep it fresh in the uh, special fridge, she says. Oh, the glamour. Television, so. you see. Different world. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Well, no one's calling in. Let's call, are we calling the Texas? Is that now standard policy? Oh. I can do that, yeah. do, let's make, That's now standard policy. Okay. By the way, uh, this time tomorrow, we'll be playing iPod Roulette. So we need we need a player now. Yeah. I, I suggest because it gets so busy. Uh, um, I suggest that you call in now to book your place because if it gets too busy again tomorrow, we'll have to drop it. Yeah, it's too much. So it's, it's stressing me out. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Now all you need is is an iPod, a, a phone, a, a computer that has music on that you can set to shuffle, um, and you go head to head with Ribena Rosie. Mm. And who have we got tomorrow? We've got a special judge tomorrow. Clem. 
Clem Curtis from the Foundation. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr Clem Curtis um, uh, from the Indeed, who may or may not have been part of the uh, Foundation. Definitely was. Uh, he's going to be the judge tomorrow. So, if you want to take... Oh, you can send me an email. Counties. Yeah, I know it is, Kelly. We work here. Oh, she's on the phone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ian.Lee at bbc.co.uk. So, yeah. UK fashion uh, stylist Debbie Wingham made a six-foot diamond frosted cake for an yeah. Arab family. Yes. Guess how much that cost? A million. Come on, give me a sensible answer. A six-foot diamond frosted cake for an Arab family. Give me a sensible answer. Five million. 48.5 million pounds. 48.5 million pounds. Back to you are what you eat. Outrageous behaviour. Imagine spending that much on a cake. I mean, why would anyone do that? Morning, Pat. Good morning, Ian. How are you feeling? Um, I'm not too bad, thank you very much. But well, about going to the doctor. Oh, yeah, go on. Um, I went to the doctor because I've had a change in bowel habits. Oh. Leave this to me. <laughs> Leave this to me. Yeah, go on. And, um, I, uh, he thought I probably had gallbladder problems. Aish. But um, when they did some tests, it actually turned out to be something that I'd never heard of. Which was a rare type of cancer. Oh, flippin' heck! Blimey! Yes. Is it all sorted now? No. Oh, blimey. Pat, so what's going on? Well, I've had some treatment, which has kept me stable for a few years. Yeah. Um, and it's always ongoing. Now, this they is interesting. But, but they, they. Oh, where are you? Are you at the seaside? No, I'm in a car. Oh, good, but it sounds very windy in there, but then, you know... Um, well, it, well, this is interesting you say this, because, look, Janet's, Janet's texted in and complained. Janet said, you, you're being extremely indelicate today. Heart Radio doesn't treat its listeners in this way. But this is why this is important to talk about this stuff, because our tongues are slightly in our cheeks, cheeks being the appropriate word. But you've, yes. just, you've <laughs> just brought up, Pat, why it's so important to, that we should talk about this stuff and go and get it checked out. Absolutely. I have no symptoms at all. None at all. It's only because my GP sent me for an ultrasound scan for my gallbladder. Blimey, O'Reilly. Well, Pat, I w- listen, I wish you the very, very best of luck and, and well Thank done you. for going to see the doctor because it's, it's kind of easier just to go, oh, it, 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 it'll, it'll pass, it, it'll sort itself out. So well done, Pat. Thank you very much. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. There we go, you see. So there you go. There is, there is, there is method to my madness. She's right, you know. She's right. I've got absolutely no qualms about going to the doctor, man or woman, and dropping my, my trousers to, to the point where actually the doctor says, Mr Lee, if you could put your trousers up, you've come here for your throat. <laughs> um, so I've got no qualms. I've been prodded. I've been probed. I've had a camera 16 centimetres up my bum. Right. Oof. This is the thing. When it's your bum in question, of course, <laughs> it's very precious and private to you. But the doctor sees them all day, every day. Yeah. And actually, you're, it's just a bit. It's just like taking your car to see a mechanic. They yeah. just want to see what bit's not working. So don't be shy about I it. I have uh, got no qualms about any of that. And the first time, when you're a young man, the first time you drop your trousers and they start having a little prod around it, you know, either the front or the back, it's all a bit, oh, no. Uh, the worry is, the worry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tread delicately, OK? Tread delicately. The worry for a young man is, if a doctor prods his bits, um, you know, what if, um, you know, what if he gets a bit excited because it's an exce- It doesn't happen. And even if it does, he's a doctor. He knows why. I don't believe... Um, how can doctors 
make babies. Why? Because it's like um, just like anyone else. Build, no, it's not a builder building a wall for fun. Well, it's like it's like it's like a mechanic making love to a car. Um, mm. A mechanic would not. V- Sorry, a mechanic. <coughs> I'm generalised. A mechanic would very very rarely make love to a Passat. <laughs> And that's the same as a doctor to to a doctor. You wouldn't rule it out, but it would happen consider rarely. it. You're locked in the garage late one night. You know you've had a bit to drink. Everyone's gone home. You're going to kip there. Turtle oh. wax has been out. Exactly. <laughs> Alfa Romeo is looking a little bit no, but uh, to a doctor, human body is it's just like a car. It's just like a car. So how how does that work? Because normally he's not seeing the human body doing fun things, is he? Lee's doing Mil- fun things. Then that's a different game. Lee's and Milton Keynes. Good morning, Lee. Good morning, Ian. What have you got for us, boss? Well, nothing. No, me neither. <laughs> I'm, I'm a spent force. I'm a spent yeah. force, Lee. I mean, I, I've got quite a weak anecdote, I suppose, about doctors probably my bit. <laughs> Go on, then. You <laughs> know our know, level. I don't know if you've heard yeah. the last 20 minutes. We'll take anything. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, was, um, I think I must have been about 13, 14. Yeah. And I, still living at home, obviously, went to the toilet and it wasn't quite right. Uh-oh. So I went downstairs and sheepishly went, Mum, I, I don't know if I might need to go to hospital because something's happened downstairs. Went to hospital, was told to roll over, had the uh, cold the, finger. The, the, the knees <laughs> knees together to the yeah, chest. Yeah, that's it, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bear in mind I was 13, 14 and quite a shy retiring lad. Yeah, of course. Been, you know, gone straight for it. And um, I've rolled over and he's taken the glove off. Yeah. And... It was at the L&D, and I, I couldn't understand a word this doctor was saying. Yeah, yeah. So I just nodded along and was like, yeah, yeah thanks very much, cheers. But he looked quite positive. He was smiling away. <laughs> <laughs> so, Maybe he had a cute bum. I don't know, well, you know. Possibly, yeah. I'm like, not anymore. I might have done then. Yeah. Um, so I wandered back round, and Mum sitting there in the waiting area. She goes, so everything okay? And I just sort of went, I, I think so. And she says, what did he say? I said, I don't know. I didn't understand. Yeah. She says, you didn't ask him to repeat anything. So I don't think that would have helped. So that's my pretty weak anecdote. Well, was it? Well, no, hang on. This is not weak. This is this is spot on anecdote because um, I'm gonna I'm gonna two things. First of all, was your bum okay? Yeah, yeah, it was fine. Okay. Second thing, I hate to break this to you. Mm. I don't know if he was a doctor, because <laughs> he might have been a porter. No, I say this because I've had a lot of work done on my bottom. Um, mm. A lot of reconstructive surgery. I've suffered terribly from piles and other things. And when I went to have my bottom checked the first time, the fellow that looked at it, I said, OK, doctor, what do I expect? He said, oh, no, I'm not a doctor. I said, what? He said, I'm not a doctor. I, you know, I just look at bums. So he wasn't he wasn't a doctor. And then to make it worse, and you know the position, you've got your trousers around your ankles, you're on your side, yeah. your knees together, up to your chest. Yeah. So this fella, who's not a doctor, comes in, and he makes the, the snapping sound of the glove on the, the hand. And then, and then about 15 um, students walked in. He said, do you mind if I bring some students in? Now... I was in a pretty vulnerable position anyway. Yeah, so the yeah. ability to go, do you know what, actually, yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd rather you didn't, if you don't mind, the fake doctor. It's it's an awkward position to be in for so, so many reasons, isn't it? it is well, Lee, I'm glad everything is OK. Thank you very much indeed for that. Um, uh, uh, Adrian says, uh, there's plenty of mechanics that like to race cars on weekends. So you can... Love them in different ways. I think that I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't really know what that means. 
Well, the, the, you can see the business side of cars and you can also see the fun side of cars, just like a doctor can see the business side of bodies and the fun side of them. Is there anything more exciting? These are, OK, let's do a rundown. The, 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 the top three uh, favourite pictures I like to see in newspapers. And number three, dog with no back legs has got wheels. I love it. I love it. But, um, it is cute. It is. Oh, it's just adorable. Number two, I love it when the world's tallest man gets together with the world's shortest man. Beautiful. Number one, when a bus goes through a bridge that's too low. I know, but loads of people were injured. Well, hang on a minute. Minor, minor injuries. Because Miners count too. <laughs> Miners have got feeling. 17 people escaped with minor injuries when a bus's roof was, it was sheared, sheared off, off as it hit a bridge. The double-decker ploughed into a 12-foot arch in Rochdale. I mean, what? what's the thought as you're approaching it as the driver go, oh, I think we can just... Ab- Breathe in, everyone. I've done, I've done that. Everyone not, dark. I've done it not with, with um, the height, but with the width. Mm-hmm. When I was, I had, to, I had to drive, I guess it was a Bedford van or maybe a Luton van. I don't really know the difference. Uh, when I was I was about 19. No, I was about 21, actually. And it was in Wilson. I remember it well. And the marks are still there on the bollards. <laughs> there was this road with the bollards at the side. <laughs> and I thought, yeah, I can get through that. <laughs> I thought, ah, oh, nuts. I need to straighten up a bit. <laughs> on the fifth time, I thought... Do you know what? I think this truck's too big to get through this tiny crack. <laughs> this ain't going to work. 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The M25's queuing anti-clockwise from Maple Cross Junction 17 to 16 for the M40. It's after an accident. All lanes have just been reopened, though. Also anti-clockwise on the M25, there's a lane blocked on the exit slip road at Junction 24 for Potter's Bar because of a broken-down car. On the A41 at Kings Langley, that's slow coming onto the M25 at Junction 20. Clophill on the A6, you'll find that heavy around the A507 heading south. And on London Midland, still disruption between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington because of a signal problem. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you very much indeed, Tom. 7.46, it's Thursday the 10th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. West Hart's NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, is being put into special measures after being rated as inadequate by the Care Quality Commission. A pilot has escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crashed near Tring yesterday afternoon and a Buckinghamshire policeman has been sacked for posting pornographic images on his personal Twitter accounts. Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Morning to you. It's going to be a lovely sunny day today. Plenty of sunshine around. Just a little bit of patchy mist still. That will disperse nice and quickly. And temperatures rising nicely accordingly with the sunshine. Of course, we've got some drier air coming up from the southeast. So a little bit breezy at times, but, you know, warmer than it has been. And I think temperature-wise, we'll be up to 20, 21 degrees Celsius really quite easily across the three counties. Some spots across parts of Buckinghamshire might even see 22 degrees. So all in all, it's going to be a lovely day. Overnight tonight, then we'll keep the clear sky, staying dry, lows of around 10 or 11 degrees still quite breezy and uh, and then tomorrow another dry and warm day plenty of sunshine around the sunshine turning a bit hazier into the afternoon with the arrival of some high cloud in from the west that's an atlantic front coming through won't be with us really until friday night uh, but temperature wise again up to around 20 degrees celsius i think on friday um the rain arriving then on friday night uh, lasting well into saturday morning so possibly quite a wet start to the weekend but it will turn drier by Saturday afternoon from the west and then lots of dry weather around two on Sunday with some rain around to finish off the weekend that's the forecast. 
Carpet Martin has reminded me, of course, another classic photo to be seen in newspapers is on A-level results day when there's loads of blonde uh, teenage girls jumping up and down in the air, waving their results like they just don't care. Original British drama on BBC One. Where is the doctor? This is an attack. Survival, it's just a choice. Choose it now. Doctor Who starts September 19th on BBC One and BBC One HD. So there's a brilliant. We're talking about pictures in the newspapers. Have you seen this? Um, 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 this um, uh, this camera woman. It's a cracking picture. I mean, it's a little bit naughty. Go on. TV bosses have fired a Hungarian camera woman filmed kicking and tripping migrants crossing the border from Serbia. What? And she's there with a, a, a camera. A camera. And she's filming it. And you should, those women could probably go to jail for this, right? She's like a young woman and she's filming it and stuff. Of course, as a, as a, as a camera person particularly, even, I, would, I would suggest even more so than, uh, than a reporter, you are there as an observer. You're literally observing as a camera person. You are observing and recording what you is going on. You don't get involved. You certainly don't, don't touch involved. anyone. She's tripping them over. Oh. And one of the people she's tripping over is a girl who looks to be about 11. There's an 11-year-old girl and she just puts her foot out. The N1 TV internet channel said the blonde woman, named as Petra Laszlo, behaved unacceptably and has been sacked. She could face prosecution and five years in jail after campaigners pledged to bring charges. The shocking 20-second video... Sh- oh, dear. Oh, dear. Shows her with a camera on her shoulder, mask over her mouth and nose, kicking two refugee children running past them. Gosh. Well, there's a, the, the, the campaigners have started a Facebook campaign, so that's that sorted then. That'll get that sorted. And what a horrible, horrible woman. Ah, well. Uh, and it's all about pictures today, isn't it? Because have you seen the picture of... Um, uh, now, I don't know her, this young lady's name. Jose Mourinho's daughter. Matilda. Who, sorry? She's called Matilda. Is she really? Mm-hmm. She's very dour looking. Well, so is he. Why has she not, got, Portuguese. A, why has she not got a vest on? I don't know. I don't think my dad would approve of that kind of shenanigans. They've gone out to a do... And it's uh, the GQ Men of the Year award. Okay. He was up for. I used to like Jose Mourinho. Oh, I like him. I, I do used to, a lot. Yeah, he was on my gay list. Mm? He was um, uh, beneath Duncan Bannatyne for a while. Just beneath Duncan Bannatyne on my list. He was above. Uh, well, Duncan Bannatyne. Was he the was top above one? him? He no, was, he was Duncan Bannatyne was oh, the top was dog. The top. He was at the okay. top of the greasy pole. <laughs> Chance to be a fine thing. Mm. Um, so they went to this do, and uh, she's gone. In, well, it's it's a, a jacket. Well, it's it looks like a jacket. It's, I think it's actually a one-piece dress. So it's a very short skirt. That's fine, and the top looks like a jacket. I think it's part of, or maybe it's separate. I can't quite tell. Um, but it's um, it's kind of like open to the to the yeah, navel. It's called a tuxedo now, dress. Now you or you would wear like I don't know a blouse or something underneath it. Or you, Kelly, you'd probably wear a t-shirt with the, the Ramones on or something. It's a band. <laughs> Um, you, you'd probably wear like a penny or something, Kath. But you'd wear something <laughs> underneath it, or a vest. She's got nothing on. And it's, you know, it's all, it's all out there. And I, if I was uh, Jose Mourinho, because he likes, he likes to, to give people a stern telling off, why is he not giving her a right royal mm. rollicking? Why is he not giving her... Why is he not, excuse me, why is he not giving her the red card? My, maybe what oh. she originally had on was way worse, and he was like, oh. Oh, no. I mean, come that on. Was the, that was the improvement. My yeah. dad's favourite saying as I left the house was, put a cardigan on. Right? But he didn't mean just a cardigan. <laughs> In this case, I mean, flipping out, she, she's with her oh. dad. She's with her dad. She's not going out on a sexy date. 
maybe she saw it as a sexy date. Well, well, uh, well I mean, you know, who knows what she was going to... Well, she, she was obviously using it to... Well, we're talking about her. What's her name? Exactly. So there's not a picture of the world's tallest man with the world's shortest woman today, but hmm. uh, there is a picture of a child who's got tiny feet next to a man with the world's biggest feet. Does that, does that count? Yeah, it's not bad. We'll have that. Oh, it's the Guinness Book of Records is out today. It's no mean feat. But these 15.8-inch size 26 hoofs, is a man, mm. stomped into the latest book of Guinness World Records. One, Jason Hernandez of Venezuela, mm. takes a giant step. Oh, for crying out loud, Pierce Ed, how many of these are you going to cram in? Into the 2016 edition, um, I'm glad we've stopped this. This has stopped over the last couple of years, but we would always get offered as a local radio station. New Guinness Book of Records is out. Perhaps we did get offered it. Yeah, we do. We do. New Guinness Book of Records is out tomorrow, and we've got these local heroes. Well, they're not heroes. They're local Muppets that have got too many tats. That's a record. We did it once, and I just remember doing it thinking, oh, God. Hey, I know what. Why don't we try and get Ian to break a world record live on air? I know what. Why don't you... (laughs) <laughs> Here's a world record. The speediest tortoise. This is the thing about tortoises. They are, they are well fast. There's no, there's there's a whole myth about tortoises being slow. Tortoises are the are the fast, not the fastest creature known to man. What a stupid thing to almost have said. But they're very very fast. They're very fast. Have you ever tried? Have you ever tried to race against a tortoise, Kelly? No, but I'm willing to if you know any. Oh, I can find you one. The hairiest rabbit. Uh, have also joined the world beaters. I mean, how is a, this is why I don't like record breakers. What's a hairy rabbit got to do with my life? And how do you, I mean, oh. along with the champion ball catching dog. I mean, really, back in the day, it was people who could um, burp the alphabet the quickest. Yeah, that that's is, a skill. Put that on your CV. There was a battle of the cattle. When a steer topping the longest horns list was pipped at the last moment by an even fiercer looking rival. This doesn't advance humanity though, does it? Any of this. The fastest hundred metres in ski boots. Uh. The longest horn. Mm. The most balls caught by a dog in one minute. And the fastest hundred metres in clogs. Jeez. I mean, what? Really? Is there not? Is there not something better? Hang on, Peter and Warmer Green's ringing up. Oh blimey! Hello, Peter. Oh blimey! Put, put, put Peter. Through. Slow news day today, guys. I don't. I don't know if you noticed. I don't know if you noticed, Peter. Hello. It's a slow news day today, Peter. Oh yes. And I think it's about to slow down even more. Oh no, I don't think so. Oh, oh have you got? Have you got an ace up your sleeve? Is, is yes, there a rabbit really, in yes. your hat? I was listening to these MPs talking about the people coming in, the incomers, and they're talking the about incomers. Oh, yeah, we can we can uh, establish a, a position with them where we could house them and do all sorts of things. Yes. Well, on my rough calculation, okay, back we've the fact, got back. half a billion people what? on housing lists. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. Half yeah. a billion people in this country on housing. 
are waiting on housing lists. Okay, so half a minute. Well, Catherine, could you do... Well, just, just, Peter, could you do me one favour, Catherine? Could you find out the li- latest um, census and just let me know how many people are living in this country? Peter reckons there are half a billion people on the waiting list for well, housing. 64.1 million. Child right. Hamlet's on right. their list alone. Peter? Just, Catherine, yeah. how many people live in this country? In the UK, 64.1 million. So that's a difference of very roughly 440 million people. You're, you're 440 million people out. Well, uh, well... Uh, half a billion is sorry, 500... I'm talk- I meant a half a million, not Well, you said half a billion, and that's... You know yeah, I yeah. mean, uh, if you look at Tower Hamlets, there's 20,000 people on the way- Audi waiting list. Yes. Right. Now, I did a rough calculation, not not... Clever well, very population. rough. You, you were 440 million out. No, no, no. I, I'm talking... Now, let's be serious about this. I'm trying to be serious. It's not pulling figures out your backside. Well, if you're talking about... If you're talking about 20,000 people on one housing waiting list... Yeah. And you're talking about many hundreds of people, thousands of people, in fact, living in rooms where there's mould running down the walls, which, walls, which is slowly cleaning their children... Because the spores, mould spores, kill. Now, we're, we're in a situation like that, yeah. and I've got no respect for MPs yeah. that created that. Right, OK. And I don't understand created... what this has got to do with people fleeing war. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is they were all discussing it and saying, yes, how caring we are. Yeah. Well... I I want them to be caring for the people here well, they who can... are dying because they right. they've got no. But homes. Peter, but Peter, why can't they do both? I don't understand. This well, is I don't get. Yeah, well, um, that's what I want. Well, then get then petition your government and your council and your MP to do oh, that as well. That, that is hopeless. It's like talking. It's like it's either talking when we talk about politicians, we get people saying, "Oh, they're right to the left." But when you what? talk about the people to the right, they're not fascists. Well, I've got literally... Now you're going off... Normally your, your argument is quite coherent, but oh, you're well, talking I nonsense know, today. I know my argument is quite coherent. And if, but it's not and today. I've got, what are you about fascism for? And if people... Well, if you're how far to the right, do you have to go be, to become a fascist? I've got no idea what that's got to do with the housing crisis and well, spores. Everyone, but when they go, anyone goes left, they're talk, called a red. Right. I can't. Yeah, what has that got to do with spores? The, the housing crisis yeah. in this country yeah. is horrific. And yes. it's killing people. I agree. And and no one says or does anything at all about it. Well, loads of people so do. So it's about time politicians yes. stood up yep. and realised that they have caused this problem. Yeah. The biggest loss to the public purse... Over the past thirty years, why selling off social housing? Peter, we have to we have to go in a second. Yeah, um, and I'm glad we finally kind of got back on point. Are you running in the Labour leadership campaign? No, I'm not. I think you stand a good chance. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Anti-clockwise queuing on the M25 after an accident earlier between Junction 17 for Maple Cross and 16 for the M40, just by the M40 exit. The North Orbital Road busy in both directions through the roadworks at the London Coney roundabout. On London Midland, expect some 15-minute delays between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington. That's because of a signal problem. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Tom, thank you very much indeed. 
I kind I kind of got where Peter was coming from, but we we, we took a very uh, we, we went all around the houses, should we say? I think it's probably um, I don't know. It's a quiet news day today. Yeah. There's nothing in the papers. Yeah, yeah. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's eight o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire Hospital Trust put into special measures. Pilot survives string helicopter crash and Bedford MP to debate Yarlswood detention proposals. BBC Three Counties Radio. A hospital trust in Hertfordshire is being put into special measures after a critical report by the Care Quality Commission, West Hearts NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, was given an overall rating of inadequate. The trust was inspected in April. Medical Director Michael van der Watt says it could take between 9 and 12 months to come out of special measures. We need to make sure that patient flow throughout the trust is improved and we know we, 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 as we have been working with our partners for quite some time is to make sure that patients who no longer require acute medical care are transferred out in the community, thus creating beds for the patients who are arriving in our A&E department and therefore reducing any unnecessary waits along the way. A pilot escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crash near Tring yesterday afternoon. It happened as it took off at quarter to five in Aldbury. It's believed the helicopter came into contact with power lines and came down in a field behind Church Farm on Station Road. A Buckinghamshire policeman has been sacked for posting what Thames Valley Police has described as numerous offensive and pornographic images on his personal Twitter accounts. PC James Ferguson, a patrol officer in High Wycombe, denied the charges at a misconduct hearing yesterday. MPs are due to debate a report later which recommends detainees at immigration removal centres such as Yarlswood in Bedfordshire are held for a maximum of 28 days. The facility was criticised last month for conditions in which inmates are held. Conservative MP for Bedford Richard Fuller sits on the parliamentary panel. Regardless of whether it's a Labour government, a coalition government or a Conservative government, the attitude in the Home Office is we have to look tough on immigration so by detaining people we look tough. Well, what we're going to do today is question that policy and say there is no inconsistency between being tough on immigration rules for people who can come into this country and being compassionate and effective in managing the people here who have no right to remain here and need to go back to their country of origin. Supermarket Morrisons has announced the closure of 11 supermarkets, putting 900 jobs at risk after another fall in profits. Yesterday, Morrisons said it was selling 140 local convenience stores. Voting closes in the Labour leadership contest at midday. The veteran left-winger Jeremy Corbyn is tipped to top the poll. The winner will be announced on Saturday. In sport, Paula Radcliffe has told the BBC the treatment she's received over media reports on doping is almost abuse. The Bedford athlete says she won't bow to pressure to publish sensitive information about her blood samples. I don't need to do that. I know that I'm clean. You're the one that has doubts and that, I'm afraid, when it all boils down to it, is not my problem because I know that I have always competed as a clean athlete. I have always stood up for what I believe in. The weather dry and sunny with patchy cloud at times, a maximum temperature 21 degrees Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Thank you, Simon.
Morning, Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio. Coming up... Awkward bit of into uh, awkward bit of radio with Justin Dealey. Now I know they often are, but this is actually like the good awkward. It's kind of um, it's it's a very quiet news day today. There's very very little in the papers, and there's this thing about you can catch Alzheimer's. I mean, I I I'm not buying the headline. I'm not buying the headline. I want to do a little bit more reading into that first. So there's not, re- there's not really a lot going on, so it's kind of, you know, it's an open house. And by that, I don't mean you can turn up. That would be nuts. What I do mean is, you want to call up about, I don't know, if you want to call up about the Alzheimer's thing, you can. You want to call up about the refugee, you can call up about anything, but then... Do I really need to say that? Because that's the rule every day. You know that, don't you? We're not one of those shows where this is what we're going to talk about this hour, this is what we're going to talk about in the next... No, we don't do it like that. It's more like a chat down the pub. You kind of, you know, one thing sparks another and... You give us a call about whatever you want. We'll be more than welcome to talk to you. Otherwise, it's just me waffling on. 81333, start your text 3CR. If you give us a call, we call you back straight away so you don't pay much for the call. 03-459-455-555. Across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Also, 7.30s on a Friday, we play a game called iPod Roulette. All we need is one more player. Uh, you uh, have to have an iPod or an MP3 player or a computer where you, it's got music on and you can set it to shuffle. And you go head-to-head against the reigning champion. If you want to be part of that, why don't you send me an email with your phone number, ian.lee, I-A-I-M, dot L-double-E at bbc.co.uk, and we'll hook you up. Now, the West Hearts Hospital Trust has been placed in special measures following a damning report from the Care Quality Commission. Inspectors found that care at Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans hospitals was inadequate, with a shortage of nurses across all three sites and untrained untrained staff assessing A&E patients at Watford. The Trust currently serves more than half a million people. Well, yesterday, Justin got called to a very bizarre um, uh, press conference to discuss this CQC report that was unbongoed until 3.30 in the afternoon. Uh, the, the press conference was, what, 10.30 in the morning? Yeah. So there was a huge gap. Between press conference in the morning about a CQC report that none of the journalists had, had seen. No, th- this is what happened. They t- were told, come to this press, uh, this media um, gathering. What for? Can't say. It's to do the CQC. Can you give us any hints as to what? No, we can't tell you. You'll have to come. That was all they knew. Can I just say um, that, that sometimes there are there are certainly times when perhaps people reveal too much and there are times to, to play your cards close to your chest. Um, when you've got a really rubbish CQC report. That's not a time to play your cards to your chest. Justin went. He spoke to Mike van der Watt, the medical director at the West Hearts Hospital NHS Trust. Um, it got a little bit awkward. Well, if you look at what um, patients want when they come to hospital, they want staff who are caring, and that's acknowledged in the CQC report. They want to be assured that they're not going to get infected. We have a significant reduction in infection rates and have not had a single case of the superbug for more than 16 months. Our outcomes, the things that people care about, i.e. are you going to survive whatever your acute condition is, is really low. Our fractionic femur rate is, one of the, is now statistically lower 
than the average seen throughout the United Kingdom. And as I've said previously, we are in the top 17 trusts in the country with regards to our outcomes. So how long will it take you to come out of special measures here? It's, it's not for us to decide, obviously. Um, Roughly? We would hope within 9 to 12 months. Can I ask why you invited the media here today but you didn't actually show us the report? Because I'm going in now asking you questions without actually having seen the report. Why was that? The CQC embargo, the, the report's not us. So can I ask why nobody is available to talk to us live on the programme on a Thursday morning when we've actually seen the report? Oh, hang on. I think we stop here because that's, those are unfair questions. I don't think they are. No, I think they're absolutely unfair questions. We've offered you absolute fairness to do today mm. because our diaries are stuffed because clearly... I'm, I'm simply asking, I'm asking the question why nobody will be available on Thursday morning. That, that's a fair question to ask. I'm sorry, that's not a fair question to ask. Can I ask why it's not fair? Because our listeners will, will be asking that question. I'm not prepared for this to go on the record, I'm sorry. Okay, that's the, uh, the PR woman there. <laughs> I'd ask for a refund, Mr DeWatt. Uh, let's speak to Judith Penrose, who came to the programme a few months ago. Her brother died at Watford General last year after being misdiagnosed with a chest infection when he had pneumonia. Uh, Judith's on the line now. Morning, Judith. Morning, Ian. Um, so tell us what happened. Um, yes, Robert. Um, as, as you know um, from, from the report earlier this year, um, went into A&E late on a Friday night with breathing difficulties. Um, um, was taken to A&E where he was assessed um, and was in the resus department of A&E. Um, he was put onto oxygen. It was two and a half hours before he was um, given an antibiotic, which is something, again, which has been talked about in much length during all of these investigations, and even that they got wrong. They said it was within an hour. Um, all reports now have indicated that it was two and a half hours before he was given. Um, the registrar, um, the whole department at this time, I have to say, Ian, was fairly chaotic. The staff didn't even seem able to communicate with each other effectively, yet, let alone... Um, the patient, which was my brother Robert, and, and his family that were there. Um, they just didn't really seem to know what was going on. It, I didn't witness that it was particularly busy, and therefore the excuses of, as usual, understaffing, etc. Um, I mean, can I, can I just say in response to, um, to, to that questioning with Mike, Mike van der Watt, mm. um, the, the care that they seem to be taking pride in, we certainly didn't witness um, in, in our experience. Um, and, and the one thing that really strikes me with this, first of all, this report was long overdue because for as long as the people that are leading this trust are constantly defending their hospital and there's no outside opinion or force affecting this service, it will never improve. Um, Robert was put onto oxygen. Um, we kept repeating his symptoms. He'd only really been having symptoms for that day or a day or so before, so he hadn't been um, a history of, of being ill. Um, he, he was fit. He cycled 70 miles a day, uh, a week. He was, you know, as we were told, he had a chest infection. We were sent home um, and told that they would be waiting for a bed in the ward and that was the end of that discussion. Again, um, the staff didn't seem to know what they were doing. The registrar that, um, you know, seemed to be the only registrar in charge of a very critical um, department on that night um, 
didn't seem to really understand that communication was important, that he should reassess. It turned out um, Robert was, by their own records, um, the news chart, which is a national chart which records um, the, the, how a patient is deteriorating when they're in the hospital. Um, Robert's news chart was off the scale. He was a clinically unsta unstable patient that they um, moved from A&E, resus, to a ward. We were sent home after three hours of being there with Robert, and within two hours of being home, um, we took a call at five o'clock in the morning telling us to get back to the hospital because Robert was critical, which, um, to say the least, was unexpected and, and bizarre. We went back, and um, it turned out that um, Robert had passed away. Um, they had tried to resuscitate, but obviously with the move and with the fact that they had misdiagnosed, um, moved a clinically unstable patient and couldn't identify um, an acutely ill patient. We've now found out that the registrar in question has now received training on how to identify an acutely ill patient. Now, oh, that's all right then. It's, I mean, it's That's all right. They've, got, they've had the training now. Well done. They've had the training now. And from everything that I'm hearing about this report, we can bear witness to all of the bad highlighted areas. Well, this is, one of the this is one of the things, Judith, that is, is highlighted in the CQC report. It found that untrained staff were assessing patients at the emergency department at Watford General. Uh, it, it does seem incredible, doesn't it? Well, it does. I mean, I'm sure I speak for everybody when I say that we, we would hope that every department in a hospital is staffed with fully trained um, staff. Um, however, in an A&E and resus department, which by Watford's own admission is one of the three safe places at the hospital, which is A&E, resus and outreach, intensive care, there is opportunity there for the registrar in question um, to have called outreach um, had he known, um, you know, he had the opportunity to call outreach to have a second opinion. He didn't reassess Robert um, on moving. Um, he's now saying um, he wouldn't obviously take the word of nursing staff. The nursing staff, there was no consistency. There was one sister in charge one minute, she'd go on a break, then there was another. So nobody really had plotted all along. And because they're clearly not relying on their own records, and their own um, target score, which is a national target score, which they should rely on in this department. Um, but for as long as the seniors that are leading this are not called to task, because all they will do, as you've heard, is just defend. Let's pick up on the good points. What people expect when they go to A&E, yes, of course we expect the people there to care. Um, they're not going into this profession to earn a lot of money, but they're not doing that. But we certainly have to be able to expect that. They are trained. And clearly, um, in, in the case of, of Roberts, which turned out to be the most tragic consequence of all, obviously, um, was the fact that the whole training is not as, um, as keen as it should be. And the people who are put in place in an A&E department surely should be the sharpest, most fully trained and knowledgeable staff. Not somebody that is the only person that happens to be on shift that night. Um, Judith, um, well, listen, I've, I've, I've got to move on. Uh, I, I, you know, it's always a, well, it's a pleasure to talk to you. It's, it's, it makes it sound slightly flippant because we're talking because of something really serious and terrible that happened to you. But I really appreciate your insight and uh, getting your opinion on this. OK, thank you, Ian. Thank you very much indeed. It's Judith Penrose. Oh, man alive. 
There we go. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the phone number. We're going to speak to uh, Heidi Smalt, who's the Deputy Chief Inspector of Hospitals at the Care Quality Commission, in a second. Let's do some of this first. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the M25 anti-clockwise, you'll find it heavy between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. On the North Hobbleshaw Road, it's queuing in both directions around the London Coney roundabout, going through the roadworks. Coming towards London on the M1, uh, slow around Junction 12 for Flitwick. It's queuing on the A1M going south at Junction 7 for Stevenage. And there are 15-minute delays on London Midland, a disruption between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington because of a signal problem. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. Right, 8.16, it's uh, Thursday the 10th of September. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. West Hart's NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, is being put into special measures after being rated as inadequate by the Care Quality Commission. A pilot has escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crashed near Tring yesterday afternoon. And Supermarket Morrisons has announced the closure of 11 supermarkets, putting 900 jobs at risk after another fall in profits. Every Saturday, Three County Sport brings you the best coverage of your local team. You'll find out the team news first. Just a one change for Watford this afternoon. Alman Abdi comes into the starting lineup. Hear how the managers are preparing. It's a fixture that we shouldn't be frightened of. We're playing at home and we need to go out there and perform to the best of our capabilities. And then it's down to business. And MK Dons have got their first goal. This this week we'll bring you uninterrupted commentary on Watford, MK Dons, Luton and Stevenage. Beautiful football from Luton Town, the best football of the game so far. Three Counties Sport, every Saturday from 2, here on BBC Three Counties Radio. OK, we're talking about West Hearts Hospital Trust being placed in special measures following a damning report from the Care Quality Commission. Uh, well, we can speak now to Heidi Smolk, Deputy Chief Inspector of Hospitals at the Care Quality Commission. Morning, Heidi. Good morning. What does special measures actually mean? Um, special measures is recommended by Professor Sir Mike Richards after an inspection where we feel that extra support is needed to move the hospital forward. Um, so recommendation is made to the NHS Trust Development Authority to place the trust in special measures and get extra support to move, increase the pace at which the trust needs to improve. So they'll get an improvement director. Um, they'll get what some get buddy trusts, which... Um, support them in moving forward so the nhs trust development authority will um taking the recommendation and moving forward with putting steps in place to okay. so someone someone will be there to oversee to make sure yeah. things are happening and also if there's if there's a, a, a trust that is that is particularly good in these these areas they might kind of team up and, and show them how they're doing it yeah um okay well what were the problems what were the main problems w w with the uh, the trust that the inspectors found so the main problems we found, as you've probably seen from the report, is that um, the areas around safety and leadership were below the standards we would expect patients to receive um, in a number of areas. So um, as you've highlighted, um, in the emergency department, patients weren't necessarily seen by a clinician in a time we would expect. Um, their staffing levels weren't managed in a way that we would, they were below staffing levels and the management of agency in certain areas um, wasn't as robust as it could have been. The building was in poor state of repair in some areas, some equipment wasn't checked. Um, we particularly had concerns around the safety and quality of care in terms of understanding their risks 
and trust-wide learning from um, incidents. Also, data was poor. Um, so, for example, they couldn't tell us how many complaints they'd had recently. Um, so it, it was the management um, and leadership at a higher level and at the lower levels where we had um, significant concerns. And when it's... Um, you there were, you, sorry, Heidi, go there on. Were, there were areas that, um, you know, it's really important to point out, there were areas where, and for example, caring in paediatrics and paediatrics across the board, which had some really outstanding areas mm. and some really good areas which the Trust can learn from internally. Um, is it as simple as, as, as saying, is it the fault of the people at the top that this has happened? You mentioned leadership. Does it all kind of filter down and that's why some of the uh, the lower tiers were, were affected? Um, so the leadership we found in this particular trust, um, we had concerns at a number of levels. So in some areas, the clinical leadership and the culture and morale in those areas were of concern. Um, but at trust-wide level, we did have concerns when we say leadership and how well-led, it brings into them having a good handle on their um, what their biggest risks are, for example, um, managing those in a proactive way so that the trust is managing patient safety proactively. That isn't what we found at um, this trust. Um, obviously, Jack Kelly is an interim chief executive, had only been there since January, um, and significant she shows a, demonstrates a good understanding of the areas that need improvement. Um, and it, following our inspection, some significant changes were made to immediately put steps in place to improve patient safety, such as um, the emergency department where they weren't being assessed by a clinician. So we've worked very closely with the trust on a weekly basis since we inspected um, to monitor exactly what steps are being taken to improve patient safety. What kind of um, uh, time span are we looking at before, you know, everything has improved significantly? Um, well, that's the million-dollar question, isn't it, really? I mean, special measures, we hope that the support will increase the pace significantly to um, move some of these steps forward. And some of them are much easier to move forward. their systems and processes, which um, are currently being changed and need to be embedded, which will take time. But the areas around culture and staff morale will take longer. Um, obviously, they need to appoint a permanent chief executive. Jack Kelly is providing good stability there at the moment and making sure that they're moving things forward at pace. But they do need to make sure that they get a substantive chief executive in post. So um, some of the areas will obviously improve much quicker. And the immediate safety issues, that's what we're con we've been concentrating on to allow them to then pick up on the, the wider issues to have a much more proactive management of their risks and um, caring for patients in, a, in an appropriate way um, safely. Uh, final question. Uh, would you feel safe sending yourself or a member of your family to one of these hospitals? Um, I think it's fair to say at the, at the inspection, it wouldn't be my choice of hospital. I don't live anywhere near West Hearts Hospital. However, they have made significant improvements. It's, it's important to say the majority of patients on our inspection were being provided with safe care. Um, but there were a number of examples where we had significant concerns. So if I needed to go into West Hearts Hospital, I would. Um, they've made significant improvements, but it wouldn't be somewhere at the time of the inspection that I would send my family um, immediately. I appreciate you answering that question. Heidi, thank you very much for your time this morning. Heidi Smolt, Deputy Chief Inspector of Hospitals at the Care Quality Commission. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. I remember when my mum 
was um, was going to have a mastectomy, and um, it was going to happen at um, at a certain hospital uh, near where she lived. And um, I, the, a week before, well, we, I went and spoke to the surgeon, and the surgeon said, "Right, so it's going to happen in this hospital." I said, "No, it's not." And she said, "What do you mean?" I said, it, "It's not. We're not. She's not going to have the operation in that hospital." And I've got power of attorney over her health, so ultimately, I could have made that decision, but Mum agreed with me. And she got really sniffy. She yeah. said, "Well, what's um, what's wrong with that hospital?" I said, "Right." I've read the summary of the CQC report, and you know it does really badly on that. She said, "Well, yes, I know, but that's you, you can't you can't take the CQC report at face value." And I said, "Right." And also, on Radio Four last week, the head of the CQC said that he would not send his family to two hospitals in the two hospitals in the United Kingdom, and that was one of them. So, what other options have we got? And she got really. She wasn't expecting you to. Um, she wasn't expecting me to make have, a choice. have done my homework. And, and she got really. She she said, "I told you this." Also, you don't have to justify it to him. No, you Just don't. tell you not going. She said. Well, you're putting your mother's life at risk. The longer you leave this, the worse... It's breast cancer. The longer you leave this, the worse it will be. You, she was completely wrong. Because the longer we left it, the better it was. Because then she went to another, she went to High Wycombe in the end. Uh, and because it was, it was about six weeks later, she had a bit more chemo. And uh, we went there to the hospital the night before, and she was all settled down. I went down the morning after, to, the next morning, to be with her, and she got prepped for the, the operation. And you go down to the, uh, the the prep room, and she was all gowned up, and they put, like, a wire into the breast to... Whatever, I don't quite know the intricacies of it. And they were in there for ages. It's supposed to take 20 minutes. And they're about 45 minutes later. And the nurse came out and said, uh, yeah, the surgeon would like a word with you. I was thinking, oh, for goodness sakes, this is going to be awful. And the surgeon said, we, we can't do the operation today. And I got a bit... I got a cop on. I said, what do you mean you can't do the operation? He said, we can't find the tumour. I'm really sorry. We can't find the tumour. So what we're going to do, and I'm really sorry, is we are going to um, we're going to send your mum home today. We're going to book her in for another scan because there's no point in going in if we're not sure what we're looking for, where it is. Went for another scan. Oh, the tumour had gone. The tumour had gone. That, that extra six weeks delay, it was, it was, it was science combined with, I'm going to say it, a little bit of a miracle. The extra six weeks delay stopped her having both of her breasts removed, ladies and gentlemen. Well, and also the, you were concerned about the level of treatment because she's got other <laughs> things going on. The hospital, the hospital that they wanted us to go to, it was, um, the, the patient mortality was rated, um, I think, poor. You know, people were dying there for no reason. Um, Nikki's on the line. Well, Graham, we'll come to you in a second. Let's do Nikki first. Morning, Nikki. Morning. What would you like to say, Nikki? Oh, it's just that um, it's just over a year ago I transferred my care from uh, Watford General to uh, another hospital because I was told I had secondaries in the A and E department. That's secondaries of cancer. Yeah. And was just sent off. Oh. Got Lavorum off, and away you go. Oh. Yep. So hang on a minute. So, uh, the, so what you went in? What feeling a bit a bit dicky or something? Yeah, my GP referred me because I really wasn't well. Um, He wasn't happy with some pain I was getting. I spent four hours in the A&E, which that's fair enough. I saw a consultant. Um, He said, come back in a couple of days if the pain's still there. I went back a couple of days later. I saw a different uh, doctor and he turned around and he said, "Uh, oh, I think it might be secondaries of the spine. Um, Here's some more and more. Off you go. Well, that was it. That was it. No, have you got your diary, love? Like, what are you doing this afternoon? Can we get you none of that? No, none of that. Went back to my GP in absolute tears, and there was just confusion everywhere. Um, to be fair, I emailed the CEO direct. I yep. put in a complaint. They eventually did get their finger out. They didn't acknowledge my complaint for about a month. I had to write back and say, hello, do you remember me? 
Um, and, and that was it. When I did get in for an MRI, it, the original appointment was four months down the road. Yeah. Um, they did manage to shorten that. And when uh, I got the letter back, it was a case of, oh, you know, sorry about that. <laughs> I'm sorry to laugh. I'm yeah. laughing because I know. Listen, having dealt with cancer in the family, I know how you know every second counts. And um, exactly. like, how are you now, Nikki? I got the five-year-old clear. Yes, okay. have yeah. some of that. That's a good. That must be a good feeling. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant. it is absolutely. And that's yeah. the main thing. And that's the main thing is that you know, yeah, they were they were they were rubbish. Um, but you, you, they, they, you've been fixed. They fixed you eventually. Well, no, I transferred me care. Say that again, sorry. I transferred my oh, care. Oh, that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying the medical system eventually yes. fixed you. It wasn't yeah, Watford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm well, just sad that, you know, it kind of came to that because they were yeah. good hospitals. Yeah. I just think it's morale, everything, people under pressure. And people have become a bit blase in care. And, and that's kind of sad. It's funny. You get a mix of uh, when, when mum was there. And I do sometimes wonder when I'm in hospitals, sometimes I get recognised, and I do sometimes wonder if, if, if the people I'm with are getting a slightly better treatment because they they've seen me on the telly or they listen to this. And you yes. do, and it does happen. Because um, I've had some nurses that have been brilliant and have gone, you know, that have, they've bent over backwards to help. And I've some, had some nurses where the word care, it, 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 it's a foreign word to them. They, they're, they're very cold and dismissive. Exactly. And exactly. doctors as well. Uh, listen, Nikki, congratulations on getting the five-year-old clear. That's brilliant. Graham, stay there. Come to you after this. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Aylesbury, the A413 Wendover Road, it's closed because of an accident at the Bedgrove Roundabout. That's queuing coming into Aylesbury from Stoke Mandeville. Thanks to Nigel for calling with that update. The A5 going north at Hockliffe, uh, that's looking heavy on the speed sensors. On the M25, you'll find it busy between Junction 19 at Watford, anti-clockwise to 16 for the M40. Also heavy on the North Orbital Road through the roadworks at the London Coney Roundabout. On the train, still some 15-minute delays on London Midland between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington because of a signal problem. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. West Hearts NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, is being put into special measures after being rated as inadequate by the Care Quality Commission. A pilot's escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crash near Tring yesterday afternoon. MPs are due to debate a report later which recommends detainees at immigration removal centres, such as Yarlswood in Bedfordshire, are held for a maximum of 28 days. And supermarket Morrison's has announced the closure of 11 supermarkets putting 900 jobs at risk after another fall in profits three county sports bbc three counties radio Paula Radcliffe has told the BBC the treatment she's received over media reports on doping is almost abuse. The Bedford athlete says she won't bow to pressure to publish sensitive information about her blood samples. I know what the Sunday Times threatened to, to publish um, and to allege that they had significant evidence for three tests. Now two of those are invalid because they were um, taken immediately post-race in the pre-blood passport data 
and they would just not be looked at for that reason. But if they are looked at um, by qualified experts with the full context, they will say that's totally explainable, that's not even suspicious. In football, Wickham have signed striker Gozi Ogwu until the end of the season. The 22-year-old is a free agent after leaving Yeovil in the summer and has impressed in training with the chairboys. Wickham resume League Two action at home to Plymouth on Saturday. Roger Federer and Stan Wawrinka will meet in an all-Swiss semi-final at the US Open tennis. Federer beat Richard Gasquet in straight sets in just 87 minutes. Wawrinka beat Andy Murray's conqueror Kevin Anderson also in straight sets. Top seed Novak Djokovic will face holder Marin Cilic in the other semi. In ice hockey, Milton Keynes Lightning beat Basingstoke 3-1 last night in their final challenge match before the start of the league season this weekend. The Lightning host Bracknell on Saturday. Bedford Rugby Club have signed New Zealand hooker Nathan Vella on a short-term deal following the ankle injury suffered by new signing Sam James last week. Vella will arrive today but won't be in contention for Saturday's home game with Mosley. And Hertfordshire's Mark Day has been appointed as the national coach for the England Golf Girls squad. Day is the head professional at Whipsnade Park Golf Club. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at nine. Oh, blimey, the wrong, wrong button. There we go. There we go. This there is Ian go. Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Now, MPs will debate a proposal to radically limit the amount of time people can be detained at places like Yarlswood in Bedfordshire. In the last few weeks, we've heard from some of the women who are being held there that they've been there for months with no idea as to when their cases will be processed. The idea being put forward today is that they're detained for a maximum of 28 days. Uh, let's speak to one of the detainees inside Yarlswood this morning. Uh, let's speak to uh, Jasmine. Morning, Jasmine. Yes, speaking. Uh, hello. How long have you been there? Um, it's been six weeks. Six weeks. And why are you there? Um, the, um, to be honest, uh, under the, the Home Office haven't decided my case yet. That's why I'm in detention. OK. And what, what is your case as you see it? What, 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 what are you, what, uh, why are you in this country? Um, I put the asylum. It's an asylum claim. OK. Uh, can you, uh, do you want to go into any more detail about that? Um, I'm sorry, I don't want to go to my case um, deep down, but I would like to explain about other people, not just for myself. We all affected the same way. Oh, okay, well, how, well, I don't want to hear about other people, Jasmine. I want to hear about you. How are you affected? Um, the thing is, to be honest, um, we never have that experience and never thought in our life like um, we will be trained like that. And um, as long as I can see people, they put the cases. No one is illegal in this country. And obviously people are spending so much and they're putting the cases, they're putting the claim. That's why. Okay. Because they want to be legal. They don't want to, they don't want to be illegal. And uh, the prison, this is not detention. I think this is a prison. And no one, are, especially for women, this is not a right place. And I can feel myself like my liberty, my freedom is completely restricted. I feel so horrible. I'm really down and really stressed out at the moment. Okay. What are conditions, Jasmine? What are conditions like there? Um, condition, to be honest, you know, we, we feel like it's a mental torture. Um, like food is not good, medicine not given to us, and um, the main thing, like pressure, is so much. 
So obviously, um, we are so much confused. Um, I can speak and communicate, but so many people, they got the communication problem. They could not understand, they could not speak, they don't know what is given to them, what they need to do. Obviously, this situation is quite critical situation for everybody. Uh, what happened in the protest that was there on, uh, happened there on Monday? The protests were really good. It's about 100 women, um, including us, um, in courtyard. That was really good. And um, obviously, um, women, they don't want to um, uh, live in the detention. And people are from different regions, to be honest. Um, and you all of you are aware about the protest um, inside the Mjazwood, um, which took place a few days before. And we protested, and there were 100 women in the courtyard. You should understand, you, like, um, uh, I'm pleased that why we are doing protests. Well, why are you doing protests? Want, yeah, because we want justice and freedom. We all want to be out from this place which has otherwise restrained our liberty and freedom on the contrary. OK. Uh, Jasmine, thanks very much for your time this morning. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Uh, let's speak to Antonia Bright, who's from uh, the, the Movement for Justice, campaigning for rights of women in Yarlswood. Morning, Antonia. Morning, hi. Uh, hi. Uh, so this is, um, uh, you must be pleased that this is finally getting um, uh, discussed in Parliament. Yeah, this is actually the first um, debate in Parliament, even though detention has become such a central feature of policy and it's gone from hundreds of people into tens of thousands of people per year detained. This is the first time they're really debating it in Parliament at all. And I, I think that's really important and I think it's a result of the um, fact that so many people have been speaking out and challenging it in so many ways, especially people who have been through detention. Um, what, are you optimistic that anything will actually change as a result of today? Um, I think that uh, things do have to change. I think that's become um, really clear. And things have been changing in the sense that things like um, detained fast-track process has been suspended and had to be you know, stopped from being used. So I think that the Home Office have lost certain powers, um, but... Um, I think that things are coming to a head. So something has to change. The question is, well, how much will things change and what happens next? And we'll what, keep campaigning. In an ideal world, what changes would you like to see? I'd like to see an end to immigration detention. Uh, I think that it's always going to keep becoming a, an abusive system, even if they changed all the guards or they changed the contractors. Even if they reduce it, it to 28 be... days? Because you do have to have a system, don't you, mm -hmm. where, where, the, where the, um, the applications for uh, asylum or, or whatever are, are um, they, they're gone through. Yeah, and that has been happening in the community too, with um, people not in detention, because people need to secure their status, they need to sort out their situation. So people do do that they do seek out lawyers they get help you know they they work on their claims so um that can happen in the community the the nature of being in detention is that you're also in a highly traumatized you know anxious state and in those conditions that there just can't be fairness uh, Antonio, it'll be interesting to see um, uh, the, the, what happens and exactly what's said today. I'm sure we'll be talking about it at some point in the near future. Thank you very much for your time. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you. Bye-bye. 03459 455 555 on the subject of uh, West Hearts Hospital Trust that's um, got a pretty stinky um, 
uh, rating from the CQC. Let's go to Kirsty. Morning, Kirsty. Hi, how are you? All right. I'm all right, thank you. I've got a little bit of uh, what I believe is called heartburn, but apart oh, from that, oh. <laughs> apart from that, I'm all right. But I've had too much coffee. <laughs> apart from that, I'm all right. Good, good. What have you got for um, us, Kirsty? Yeah, last last year I was quite poorly. It started out as a, like a, a urine infection, and it just escalated. And I went. I ended up in A and E at Watford. And after being ill for over a week, um, I was admitted to one of the wards. I was admitted to a geriatric ward, actually. And I'm, oh. I'm only 50. But, um, maybe I look old. Well. And I was uh, discharged, um, I'd say, probably about four hours later, even though I did tell the doctor that I was still feeling really ill. I mean, I was, I was in, I'm, I'm quite good with pain, and I was in a, a hell of a lot of pain. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so I got someone to pick me up, went home. Um, the, the, the next day, I was just so ill again. My, my kids called an ambulance and I was taken in. I was in for about a week with um, pancreatitis and oh, septicemia. And the doctor who saw me, he was very good. But, and he saw me, he was just appalled at why I'd been discharged in the first place. But they've got such a they want a, such a quick turnover of you know treating people that they're just discharging people when they're not ready. Well, it turns out that some of the people that are looking at the the, the people coming in are, aren't trained and they're not trained no, they're, in, in no, that area. No, they're not. I've yes, yeah, I've um, had that before. I mean, I the the paediatric bit is is amazing and clean and, and marvellous. But I mean, that's not the only part of the hospital. They need to sort mm. the other parts out. As they well. need to sort it out for for us old duffers, don't yeah, they, Kirsty? <laughs> For goodness sakes. You're all, you're well and good now, are you? I'm all okay now, yeah, touch Brilliant. wood. <laughs> Thank you very much, Neil. Will you keep um no, you keep touching wood, but you can if you want. Uh, <laughs> urine infections. It's the second time I've I've um, discussed a urine infection with a woman I don't know in, in uh, twenty four hours. They're nuts, those infections. My mum used to get them, and we used to think she was going yeah. senile because she would hallucinate and she would talk to dead people. Yeah. It was the weirdest thing. First time it happened, we sort of flipping it. Here we go. This is it. Um, and it went on for, for ages, and uh, eventually the doctor came around and said, oh, she's got a urine infection, have these antibiotics. By the afternoon, she was a, a whole lot better. But this, this is the thing, my grand was being looked after at home, and at one point, the, my auntie spoke to the doctor and they said, it is a shame, isn't it, about her uh, dementia? They said, she's not got dementia. Yeah. If you clear up the urinary infection, all of a sudden my grand would pop back, you know, and she wouldn't be this person who was sitting in the chair talking to her dead father. Uh, morning, Ian, says uh, P&L Taylor. Please do not do doctor... Please do not do doctor, brackets, bum topics, as it's crass. Here comes the serious bit. Some people are going through cancer, etc. Yeah. And listen to you to cheer themselves up. Are, are, are you, are you, I don't know. Are you going through cancer? I get the feeling from that you're not. You know. I am now going to listen to Bernie Keith on Radio Northampton. So there. Well, that's me taught. Enjoy. That's me taught. You time travel back to 1993. You see if I care. I like Bernie. He's good. But um, but we don't do it. Oh, for goodness sakes, I get I, I, told off for being too um, worthy. Told off for being too flippant. Told off for being me 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 me. Can't please everybody. You can't please and, some of the people and, any of the time. And do you know what? With some people, I'm not bothered. Uh, I don't understand what people going through cancer has got to well, do with do you know uh, the show. I didn't cause it, did we've, I? We've heard from two people ringing up who are going through cancer, and they liked the fact that we were talking <laughs> about it. So I think they win. They win. Uh, oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Um, I'm just going to ring Mick back. Why? Is he asked you if, asked if you like the one show? <laughs> Here we go. This is a good one. Um, 
A paralysed mother, not a great start, painted her own disabled... Hang on a minute, how paralysed is she? A paralysed mother painted her own disabled parking spot outside her daughter's school after the council failed to do the job. Please let it be local. Please let it be local. Are we anywhere near... Melton what? Mowbray in no. Leicestershire. No, not really. Melton no. Mowbray. I mean, we're closer than um, Madrid, but no. Can we claim her as a local? She might have been here once. OK. That, for, for some people working here, that's enough. <laughs> Claire Lomas, 35, laid the markings with a friend using pink and, ye- pink and yellow paint. I mean, really, why? You're not allowed... I didn't think you were allowed to do that, to do your own road markings. Don't think you are. I think that's called drawing on the road and not allowed. Daughter Maisie's new school had backed Claire's plea for a parking spot so she could drop the four-year-old off on her first day there. Despite repeated requests, it wasn't done on time, so Claire took DIY action. She said, It took us 40 minutes to paint the lines, which the council couldn't do in six months. Uh, The council apologised and said it would paint the lines by the end of the week. We can't claim Leicestershire as local. Is it? Uh, No idea. I mean, it's more local to us than... Scotland. Okay, fine. We'll have it. Local story. Put that up on uh, the BBC live computer thing and um, we'll have that. That'd be nice. 03459 455555. We've not celebrated Her Majesty today and we need to do that, guys. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow through Aylesbury. That's because the A413 Wendover Road is closed because of an accident at the Bedgrove Roundabout. Coming into Aylesbury, you'll find that queuing from Stoke Mandeville. In Leighton Buzzard on the A4146, so that's looking slow from the total roundabout to the wing roundabout. The A602 through Hitchin, that's queuing around Whitehill Road. On the M25, you'll find it heavy going anti-clockwise between Junction 19 for Watford and 16 for the M40. And on London Midland, still some 15-minute delays between Leighton Buzzard and Cheddington because of a signal problem. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. 8.45, uh, these are your news headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. West Hart's NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel, Hempstead and St Albans, is being put into special measures after being rated as inadequate by the Care Quality Commission. A pilot has escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crashed near Tring yesterday afternoon. And supermarket Morrison's has announced the closure of 11 supermarkets, putting 900 jobs at risk after another fall in profits. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. Plenty of sunshine around today. We do still have a few mist patches and a little bit of low patchy cloud as well, but that should be replaced by sunshine um, really very uh, very shortly. We've got um, yeah, some of those cloudy conditions just currently over parts of Buckinghamshire, uh, northern areas of Bedfordshire as well, but sunshine here to come. Uh, plenty of sunshine at the moment across Hertfordshire. It will last here for the rest of the day today. Top temperatures up to around 20 or 21 degrees Celsius. Somewhere we could even get 22 degrees, 72 in Fahrenheit, a southeasterly breeze that's bringing up some drier, warmer air from the near continent. So quite breezy at times then, the breeze will last through to this evening as well, the overnight period, lows of 10 or 11 degrees, staying dry of course with largely clear skies and then tomorrow another lovely day, dry, warm, lots of sunshine around, the sunshine turning hazier from the west as we head into the afternoon with some high cloud just spreading in, that's ahead of an Atlantic front that's going to give us some rain on Friday night into Saturday, so it'll be a wet start to the weekend. 
but the rain should have cleared by the time we get to Saturday afternoon and it will be dry too for much of the day on Sunday with some rain again to finish off the weekend and then really very unsettled, wet and windy at times into next week. So enjoy the sunshine today. That's the forecast. Thank you, Elizabeth. We've had a brilliant summer of cricket. That's Edson and Corf is all over. But once again, we're also celebrating our unsung sporting heroes. He has such passion for sport. I'm extremely proud of what we've achieved here. Who will you nominate? We're looking for someone who inspires people to get involved in sport across beds, hearts and bucks. He's funny. He's, he's never strict with you. So you don't feel pressured. To make your nominations, go to bbc.co.uk slash unsung hero and download an entry form. The closing date is Thursday, 22nd of October, with our 2015 Unsung Hero announced at the BBC Sports Personality of the Year in December. She cares about everyone else more than she does about herself. Get inspired. Get nominating. Morning, Mick. Morning. What you got for us, boss? Well, what happened on the 24th? I woke up on Monday the 24th. Dun, 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 dun. And, um... On the, I put up with that all day, but on the Tuesday morning, I phoned the doctor. I couldn't drive the car. Um, she came out and um, wrote on the back of... I'm trying to do this quick. On the back of a sheet of paper which we provided, she wrote uh, the notes and her name and address of her surgery and told me to go straight to um, Watford General yeah. um, and go to the eye clinic. What was, wrong, the, what was wrong with you, Mick? I'd, it turned out I'd had a mini-stroke. Oh, blimey. Right, so I went there. They weren't happy that it was written on a piece of paper, unheaded. Yeah. And made a fuss about that. I said, well, she didn't have any headed paper with her. That's that's the end of it. It doesn't matter. She's put her name and signed it and all that. To cut a long story short, they sent me home because there was no one to see me. Right? If I'd have known that I'd had a mini-stroke at that stage, I wouldn't have left the hospital. I went home... Uh, went back, they told me to phone in the morning, which was the Wednesday. Went down there and got there at half past nine by a neighbour taking me. Um, seen by a, a eye, eye person, you know, one of the technicians in the eye department. Yeah, the eye people, yeah. And she's, he sent me straight down to A&E with oh, a letter. Was, was it on headed paper, this one? <laughs> no, I, no, it wasn't. Oh, dear. And... Um, Sent me down, and then I was admitted straight away. Ah. Oh. is if I'd have known at that stage, it's been a good outcome. I've had, I have had, I had a CAT scan and MRI, and I was treated all right. All, all that was all well and good. But if I'd have known what I do now, I would have never let them send me home. Is the MRI scan, Mick, the one where you're in that tunnel? They put you in that tube. Yeah. Now. Yeah, I did. It you makes a of a row, like being in a great big washing machine. Is it? Did you mind that? No, I was alright. Because I've done that, and you always get like a talking down before you go in, saying, "Okay, you might find it quite um, uh, unsettling, and it might be." And here's a button, and if you panic, you push this button. Yeah. And I thought it was. I I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed is maybe the wrong word. No, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. That hum. I mean, it's loud. It's a loud hum, but I found it quite. Um, I found it quite relaxing. Yeah. And it changes. It's not the same hum all the time. It makes different noises. I but, found it um, quite an experience. The earphones on. So, are yeah. you feeling all right now, Mick? I am, and I've had all the, all the follow-up treatments been very good. But what I'm getting at is get to it. Initial going into the hospital. Yes. I was sent home. I should have never been sent home. 
OK. Well, do you know what I'm going to do, do to you now, Mick? Uh, yeah. I'm sending you home. Right. Th- thank you very much indeed. Uh, and nice to hear Mrs Mick in the background. Reminding uh, him about the head of paper. <laughs> 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 thank you, Mick. Thank you, Mrs Mick. Uh, but no, I, I know people that panic um, with, with the, the MRI scan. I enjoyed it. I don't like the idea of it, but you, it's stuff you do. And the thing it? is, because the person who does the MRI scan, it's a technician. It's not a doctor. Not, I'm, I'm not talking it down your, your trade, but it's not a medical, necessarily a particularly medically trained person. They are a technician. They are a computer operator, a machine operator. Um, but you're always kind of, when you get out, you're always kind of looking at them for any kind of, whether they're giving you a sad look or whether they, they're, they're, you know, they're doing a silent thumbs up. <laughs> it's okay. I can't say anything, but you're okay. There's nothing, just expressionless. Do you see anything there? It'd be really nice to meet you. <laughs> You've definitely got a brain in there. Enjoy your last few days. Oh, don't. Teddy is on the line. Morning, Teddy. Good morning, sir. Good morning, boss. What you got? Um, more more bottom problems than doctors. Oh, <laughs> why, why the hell not? <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I've been to the doctor a few times, um, and on one of the last visits, uh, he had a, a little examination and says, I, I just need to get an instrument. So, what, from uh, out of there? Point, well, <laughs> I started to wonder what, what on earth he meant, and um, so I was waiting for the American Pie sort of um, trumpet sound as uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. closer to me. Yeah, but uh, but no, there wasn't. Oh blimey! And the thing is, right? And I think that we, I, I think that women have it easier in terms. Let me explain why. In terms of lack of embarrassment in front of the doctor, because you get fiddled about with at a very young yeah, age. Yeah, and it's embarrassing the first few times. Yeah, exactly. I tell you about the time it was my mate that had to do it. And I'm I, listen. I appreciate you letting me practice on you. <laughs> but you, but you, you have it done from a young age, right? Boys, we don't get, um, um, you know, fingered or or cupped. Do you know what I mean? You know what I mean? We don't get prod, prodded. Oh, <laughs> oh Delia, I might need your help in a minute. Yeah, no worries, what you mean bro. is you don't have to go to your happy place. We don't, disconnect your exactly, head. Exactly. We don't have to disconnect our heads. And, and we, it, I didn't. I wasn't prodded or, or cupped until the age of um, uh, like 35 or something, Teddy. 35. Late developer. A, a very, very late developer. And at that age, to have a strange, foreign, not a doctor's gloved finger up your bottom, it really is, it, it's, a shock, it's a shock to the system. Here, mm, here. Thank you, Sam. I know, I know <laughs> I bring you into this conversation, Dilly, because yeah. we, both, we both suffered. Yeah, yeah, we've had our problems. Um, I've still got my we've problems, but you know what? But you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight on, mate. I'm gonna fight on for, for, for all the geezers out there. And, and but now, the, what the point I'm trying to make is, Teddy. Mm. Uh, serious point. Now I have, now I've, I've had that done a few times. I've had a few different fingers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, guys, I'm trying to talk seriously about medical issues, right? Mm-hmm. I have got no qualms about exposing myself to to doctors. I don't mind who sees. Don't we know it? Ma- <laughs> They're not taking this seriously, Teddy. Uh, no, you, you get to that point, you just say, well, here it is. Yeah, here it is. <laughs> what, what, can, what can you do with that? And um, <laughs> Teddy, thank you for calling, mate. I appreciate it. No I'm sorry my team aren't taking so this seriously. So how old are you, like 35? Th- I you 35. Well, the, 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 I was always terrified of... Um, Justin, I was always mm. terrified. Oh, you'd always heard me. these stories of the cup and cough, mm. right? Yeah, yeah. And I think the cup and cough is kind of a myth. I've never... Oh, no, actually, I have... I have um, 
I think I once have had that. But I was terrified of that as a kid. The cup and cough. And I didn't get that. I probably had the cup and cough when I was about 32 and I had my first sort of full medical check. And uh, the, uh, the, the finger probing was about 35. But um, what, what you should, should get a badge or something. You should get a, a sticker. A lolly. Have you ever been in a, a chop, situation? A have you ever been in a situation where the person inspecting you happens to be a fan of your program and is trying to talk about music in between what he's doing with his Don't, instruments? We know, we know the rules. That's all, all yeah. together now. Don't bring, bring the, the show, show into, into it. it. Yes, exactly what I said. Come yeah. on, mate. Come yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> I told you about the time. Well, I was can trying I just, to. Can I just ask you, Justin? Uh, my musical memories. Uh, <laughs> as he's, as he's away. What was number? What was number one in the year 1966? Well, let me think. I think it was the Temptations. <laughs> I, I went for a test once, and uh, as I said, it was someone I knew. It wasn't really a mate, but it was someone I knew and someone whose husband knows my husband quite well. And she said, "It's only me here. Is that all right?" And oh. I heard myself saying, "Yeah, it wasn't." But um, I don't think the rest of the Creek Club know what goes on down there, but her <laughs> husband probably does. And now, listen, we, uh, we, 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 uh, I finally got around to watching the first episode of Cradles of Grave last night, the Danny Baker show, and I thought it was absolutely brilliant. It's had, it's had a couple of stinky reviews, some nice ones. But I, I watched it with trepidation. I thought it was absolutely brilliant. I found it hilarious. And it's a really good example of clever swearing. There's some very funny swears in there. What is it he, he calls the tortoise when he knocks over the... <laughs> he says something very... Anyway, and Lucy Speed popped up in it. It was, it was in EastEnders. And I was reminded, 20, uh, 22 years ago, I wrote a love song for Lucy Speed. I can't remember it, but I did rem- r- rhyme the word speed with need. And so we've been asking this morning, ever written a love song, a poem, a story, anything like that? Dealey, you've taken this to the streets. I have. I'm frantically trying to get hold of the lyrics I wrote about two years ago called Love is a Powerful Thing. Sorry? Um, yeah, it was a song which I wrote, and what I thought it, it could... Love what was is it a about? Powerful thing. Yeah, but what was it about? Love? Yeah, yeah love being a powerful thing, you know? It's, it's a powerful <laughs> thing. It is. So I'm going to try and get the lyrics for that song tomorrow. But I've taken this one to the streets. I didn't think many people would have written either a love poem or a song about somebody. Well, I was wrong. The streets have spoken. This gets very, very emotional. I did it all the time. If a girl even looked at me on a bus, boom, she had a song written for her that (laughs) evening, I tell you. Fair play to you. So here's what the streets had to say. Uh, Jack Mara, let's get the Polish perspective. Uh, It's rumoured that men in Poland are very, very romantic. You have written a poem for your wife. Would you like to explain what the poem said? Uh, She's a miracle in my life and uh, I love her very much and I miss her. You miss her? Yeah, because she she lives in Poland now. Oh my goodness me, this is getting deep. This is getting really deep. So so how long are you here in the UK for? Uh, I am here uh, for months and uh, in two weeks I will be in Poland. So I miss her very much, you know. So you're sending poems to your wife back home to tell her how much you love her? Yeah, exactly. You're a top bloke. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) yes, I am. (laughs) You rock my world, mate. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Chris, it's great to meet you this morning. You have written a love song for a lady. Tell me more about this love song. I was in orchestral group. Sexy. And I wrote a Berceuse per Catarin, which is the song name of the tune, which I had performed by... The college orchestra. So it was a tune. Um, did it actually have words in this tune? Not at the concert, no. Yeah. But, but later? But later I put two words with it, yeah. Okay, words for your wife. Can you tell me about those uh, magical words? The words beautiful and love and feelings yeah, and yeah. that sort of thing was in it. So it came from the heart? Yeah, oh yeah. 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 What's your name, player? Dean. Dean, you've written a, a love letter to uh, a lady. Yeah. What did the, uh, the love letter say? Open up. 
love you. <laughs> Come on, man. Uh, I love you and that. Yeah, yeah. Did it work? I love you, you and that. Yeah. For two weeks. Oh. <laughs> Clearly bringing back bad memories. Let's, um, let's leave it there. Thanks, Chief. Have a good day, mate. Cheers. I love you and that. Right, tomorrow's show, and we've, we've got to wrap it up now. Tomorrow's mm. show, Justin, you've got to take it to the ladies and ask mm. them, mm. have they ever received a love song? A lo- have they ever gone round to a bloke's house and he's pulled out a guitar and said, I've written something for you? We, we need mm. to get the ladies' perspective on this. I'm, I'm thinking about the in-betweeners there. I think that says it all. <laughs> Justin, thank you, mate. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. Delays through Aylesbury. It's because Wendover Road, the A413, is closed uh, because of an accident at the Bedgrove roundabout. Coming into Aylesbury, that's queuing from Stoke Mandeville. Thanks to Nigel for the update. Queuing both directions on the North Orbital Road at the London Coney roundabout through the roadworks. It's very busy on the M1 coming towards London around Junction 12 for Flittick. And on London Midland, still 15-minute delays from Leighton Buzzard to Cheddington because of a signal problem. Tom Watts, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Tom. So, yeah, tomorrow's show, we're going to get the ladies' perspective. Have you ever gone round to a boy's bedroom and he's whipped out a guitar or you've been sat in his car and you think he's going to go in for the snog instead instead he pulls out a crumpled bit of paper and starts reciting a poem he's written for you? That's tomorrow's show. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday. It's nine o'clock. And on today's big phone-in, do you worry our local hospitals are going down the pan? The trust that runs Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans Hospitals has been placed in special measures this morning after a damning report from the Care Quality Commission. Investigators found that care provided at the hospitals was inadequate and needed urgent improvement. Problems at the trust include a shortage in the number of nurses as well as untrained staff assessing patients. The West Hearts Hospital Trust have said it could take up to a year to get out of special measures. Well, this morning I want to hear your reaction to this. Do you worry our local hospitals are going down the pan? Pick up the phone, come on and share your thoughts, share your experience on 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Your call in just a second, but first, the latest BBC News at nine o'clock with Simon Oxley. The headlines, Hertfordshire Hospital Trust put into special measures, pilot survives string helicopter crash and Bedford MP to debate Yarlswood detention period. BBC Three Counties Radio. The Hospital Trust in Hertfordshire is being put into special measures after a critical report by the Care Quality Commission. West Hearts NHS Trust, which includes the hospitals in Watford, Hemel Hempstead and St Albans, was given an overall rating of inadequate. Hemel Hempstead MP Mike Penning says the trust is broken and not fit for purpose. Heidi Smolt is from the CQC. I think it's fair to say at the, at the inspection, it wouldn't be my choice of hospital. I don't live anywhere near West Hearts Hospital. However, they have made significant improvements. It's important to say the majority of patients on our inspection were being provided with safe care, but there were a number of examples where we had significant concerns. So if I needed to go into West Hearts Hospital, I would. Um, they've made significant improvements, but it wouldn't be somewhere at the time of the inspection that I would send my family. 
A pilot's escaped with minor injuries after his helicopter crash near Tring yesterday afternoon. It happened as it took off at quarter to five in Albury. It's believed the helicopter came into contact with power lines and came down in a field behind Church Farm on Station Road. A Buckinghamshire policeman has been sacked for posting what Thames Valley Police has described as numerous offensive and pornographic images on his personal Twitter accounts. PC James Ferguson, a patrol officer in High Wycombe, denied the charges at a misconduct hearing yesterday. MPs are due to debate a report later which recommends detainees at immigration removal centres, such as Yarlswood in Bedfordshire, are held for a maximum of 28 days. The facility was criticised last month for conditions in which inmates are held. Conservative MP for Bedford, Richard Fuller, sits on the parliamentary panel. Regardless of whether it's a Labour government, a coalition government or a Conservative government, the attitude in the Home Office is we have to look tough on immigration, so by detaining people we look tough. Well, what we're going to do today is question that policy and say there is no 